the installers that worked in my dad's carpet store, when I started like, you know, me and my brothers, my cousins, we all worked on the trucks when we were kids. They hated taking us out. And I always figured it was, well, of course they hate having the boss's kid. That makes sense. But what I didn't realize is because they would always like go to bars for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Then there was uh, the one guy, Dwayne. And he was the biggest pervert I ever met in my life. I mean, I didn't get any birds and bees talks. They just put you on the truck with Dwayne. And it was like, <laughs> it wasn't finding out where babies come from. It was like finding out the Karma Sutra right away. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to find out where babies come from from somebody named Dwayne. <laughs> you know, that's just me. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It's three minutes after six at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. We're loving it. It's 63 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Bless you. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays have suspended their discounted pizza promotion with Papa John's. The move comes after Papa John's founder and chairman John Schnatter admitted to using a racial slur during a company media training exercise. He resigned Wednesday and apologized for using the term under the promotion with the Rays. Uh, fans could get half-price pizzas the day after the Rays score six or more runs in a game. And according to the Tampa Bay Times, the Miami Marlins also suspended a similar promotion they had with Papa John, citing the incident as the reason. I'm surprised all of Papa John's promotions weren't tied directly to three strikeouts. Just guys in the outfield holding up a KKK. <laughs> Oh, God. We should have known. Guys, it was clear. Guys, come on. And their PR firm bailed on them, too, yesterday. So Yeah, well. it's bad for business. <laughs> so that lets you know, racism, it's... It's the wrong side of the argument, right? <laughs> it's well, Duh. it's it's not it's not practical. It's not good for business. It's just it doesn't fit. Nobody's ever said equal rights for everybody and had their board of directors summarily kick them out. I think that we're having a hard time right now with people figuring that out. They're going, oh, got to hear both sides. Well, the one is super racist, so we don't need to hear that side. (laughs) Uh, The state of Pennsylvania is improving. Governor Tom Wolf and Treasurer Joe Torcella say for the first time in five years, the Commonwealth's Treasury won't need a loan. The state's finances are improving, with an indicator being the $22 million deposit made into a reserve account as part of the state's $32.7 billion spending plan. Governor Wolf calls it the first meaningful deposit into reserves in 11 years. CDC says don't eat those honey smacks. The cereal linked to a salmonella outbreak that has infected 100 people in 33 states. At least 30 of those 100 people have been hospitalized. Kellogg's recalled over a million boxes of honey smacks in mid-June, but the FDA says they think that the cereal is still being sold, so they're telling people don't eat any of them. The biggest takeaway I took from that story was that they still make honey smacks. I thought the same thing. I was like, is that in some retro cereal place oh, or something? Wow. Well, it's, yeah, it, I think it used to be sugar smacks, but honey sounds so much more wholesome <laughs> than flat out sugar. Uh, <laughs> and an outbreak of a stomach bug being linked to McDonald's salads. Officials in Illinois reported 90 cases of cyclospora since May and Iowa uh, 15 since late June. Parasite can cause severe diarrhea, stomach cramps, nausea, weight loss, and loss of appetite. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Lots of foodborne 
issues these days. You're going days. on over there, dude. Are you okay? Go down the wrong pipe. I'm coughing. Yeah. <laughs> we know you're coughing. Does that upset both of you? I'm sorry. I'll go die in the corner. I just want to make no, sure you're all make sure right. right. You need a glass of water or something? Was it that or- orange Fanta you're drinking over there? Whatever that is. <laughs> what is that? Is that tea? Orange Fanta. Yeah, that's you what You got a Shasta is. for everyone, Bill? Yep. <laughs> oh. Can you two just leave me alone? Sure. Seems it's hard to talk to people when you can't breathe. Well, we're making sure you're okay. They're asking me yeah, questions. we're not like ridiculing you. We're just... How many fingers am I holding up? Can I know. Breathe? Can you guys just keep going? Keep mo- move on. Uh, it seems that America has a growing depression problem. Psychologist John Huber says... A simple lack of sunlight may be a big part of it. Seattle area is one of the worst for depression, possibly because of all those cloudy, rainy days. Dr. Huber says anger at the world, deaths of loved ones, and misalignments of neural transmitters in the brain are also probably involved. He adds depression is rising fastest among American teenagers. I'll tell you, one thing that I think would be helpful, particularly for people who have a lack of sunlight, not like just doing a vitamin D supplement, which is a big deal. Um, we've heard about gut health being linked in. Mm-hmm. But I yep. really think if you can get in the habit of doing the five, just five-minute meditation, which is not like some weird cross your legs and going home and like using a mantra, like literally doing the breathing technique for five minutes to try and clear your head, your head a little bit. And it's it's hard to to get in the habit of, but I really think that shovels the driveway. Yep, I, I think it really helps the clear, neural pathways clear things out. Yeah, well, because if you think about it, nowadays you're taking in information and different. You're taking in all this information, all this uh, thing, all these things to process at all points in the day. There's never a time when you quiet your mind down. Right. And that really can help just clear the clutter. A new study has found that breaking up your marriage will also break up your bank account. Researchers found ending a marriage can be almost as destructive to your retirement savings as the Great Recession was. When you go through a divorce, you deal with lots of legal fees. Your assets can be split in two with your spouse getting half and your two-income household get knocked down to one. When you add it all up, the result is a meltdown in retirement savings as bad as the Great Recession. Last week, Brett Michaels asked his fans to help make his 18-year-old daughter's dream of becoming a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model a reality, and it apparently did the job. Rain Elizabeth Michaels has been selected out of 25,000 girls in SI's swim search. She said, quote, I realize it takes hard work, gratitude, and some luck. I truly admire strong women like my mom and grandmas, as well as Kate Upton, Cindy Crawford, and Tyra Banks, who are amazing role models. A post on her dad's website says both Rain and younger sister Georgia Blue live by the notion that the harder you work, the luckier you get. So look for Brett Michaels. I don't know if she wears a headband or not. <laughs> She's a bandana bikini. <laughs> so she'll be in the uh, SI swimsuit issue. They Finally. should have her reenact her dad getting clotheslined at the Tonys <laughs> in a bikini. Uh, finally, Paul Reiser doesn't think Mad About You is coming back to TV, which I'm kind of glad about. I loved that show, but I'm tired of the resurrecting old shows. Me too. He he married a Pittsburgher. Did he? His wife really? was a waitress at the Funny Bone. 
But isn't that what happened with Drew Carey? Yes. Except Drew Carey's wife was like 25 years younger than him or maybe 30 years younger than him. Waitress and at I don't the think they're bone. married anymore. No. Uh, waitress at the Funny Bone. Funny Bone. Station Square. Old school. Funny Schneider Bone family. had some, some, uh, some hot waitresses. <laughs> Smoking hot waitresses. And the Funny Bone, uh, they had some of the biggest comics ever go through there. I mean, that, that, that was a big that part of the, the no comedy question. scene in the 80s yeah, absolutely. here in Pittsburgh. And 90s. Uh, yeah, so he says it's all tied up in the business end of things, and he just doesn't think that they're going to get it all figured out, which is A-OK with me. Uh, sunny mid-80s for the high today. It's 63 at DVE. Uh, coming up, Sean Collier will review the new rock movie, Skyscraper. And uh, Whitney. I don't know what Whitney is. What's Whitney? What's, it's I have new, no idea. I think it's the new Whitney Houston. Oh, the documentary. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, also, Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors performing live for you in the coffee house. They're playing Deutschtown tomorrow at noon. They're kicking off, I think, the Skyline stage. I think they're kicking off the Skyline stage. And uh, also, uh, they're going to be playing tonight at South Park as part of the Allegheny County Summer Concert Series. I'm going to sit in with them for a little bit, and they are dedicating tonight's show with the Hawkeyes to uh, our uh, our coworker Mike Steele who uh, who lost his battle with cancer a couple of weeks ago a real nice thing for them to do and Mike was a big proponent of this band he he really uh, loved Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors so they're going to pay tribute to Mike tonight uh, and uh, I'm honored that's to be awesome. a part of that so that's tonight at nine o'clock I'm sorry uh, seven thirty uh, that show goes on at South Park and they'll be on the show this morning in the coffee house after nine o'clock Great White gets us going. We were young, maybe 20. You wore a white dressing gown, drinking wine, dancing slowly on the night. I laid you down in the moon. Revealed your body as the radio played some old Phil Collins song, and we believed in something holy on the night I laid you down.
Anyway, anyway, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. We made love, we made love until the dawn. Two hearts beating, two hearts beating was all we heard. Oh boy, here we go. Besides that old, there was goddamn no Phil Collins song. <laughs> Well, I'm positive it was that song from the movie with the jam box. Say anything. That's the one. Who the hell mixes up Peter Gabriel with Phil Collins? <laughs> well, F you, I guess I'm no expert. No, you're in not. F and 90s music. 80s. Whatever. On the night. I laid you down. On the night. It was Phil Collins. It's the DVE Morning Show. That was such a great day. The oh, Stephen Lynch uh, classic there, The Night I Laid You Down. And it was so great because he came in at the last minute. We got a call the night before. Hey, Stephen Lynch will come in. And we're like, oh, that's awesome. And then he brought like three people. One of them was a girl that sings with him that's in his band. I think it might be his girlfriend, but she's from Pittsburgh and she sings like an angel. And she yeah, was she does. gorgeous. <laughs> and so everything about it was just Bill and I were like, I think we were getting. I don't know, Val. I don't even think you were there that day. I think that I think because there were so many people in the studio, I had to leave the studio. Okay, is that what it was? Yeah, because I remember seeing them. I remember sweating. It got really hot in there, and we were laughing so hard. Sometimes when you laugh really hard when there's a bunch of people in the room, I end up sweating. Yeah, and I remember sweating that day because he did that one and he did the No Meat song. And then he hasn't been back since, has he? Uh, he did. He did come back one time, but he sold out. Okay. So the reason he came in that day he was like uh, they had a few dozen tickets and he just wanted to get rid of them, so he came in and played a couple songs. I mean, he's he's a legend, that guy. He's uh, touring Europe right now, I believe. Wow. Uh, when we come back, Mike Pursuta with your sports. The Buckos get a big win last night, and when I say big win, I mean big towards making feel the, good win. Yeah, well, it's feel good for Jameson Tyon, that's for sure. A, a little Definitely. bit of a uh, I told you so. I think from Tyon. Uh, but it just keeps making it harder for the Buckos here to uh, have a yard sale. So Mike Pursuit will get you updated on that when we come back from this commercial break. Sports on DVE. DVE Sports. Dark one. Mike Pursuit has got your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike. Sports This Hour is brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. The Pirates did it again last night. 6-3 to three over the Brewers. That's 44 and 49 on the season, and 4-1 and one since General Manager Neil Huntington said at the outset of this week that a 4-4 four and four week wasn't going to cut it. Yeah. Tear off another piece of Bob Nutting's bow tie. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I love this. We this really need great. to do this. Uh, we need to at least put one on the internet where we just have like... Uh, like color forms. Yeah, we got a lot of geeks that can figure out how to do that here, right? Yeah, and then we can, instead of making them like the sexy owner that they had in Major League, we can have them with like, you know, Harry Need, big boxer shorts, <laughs> I love money, or something like that on them. <laughs> uh, Jameson Ty on one of the uh, dominating stories last night. Uh, six innings pitched, four hits, one run it was earned, two walks, and a career high, 10 strikeouts. Ty on improved to six and seven. Drops the ERA to 3.91. He was at his best in the top of the fifth inning. The Pirates had just scored a run 
to take a two to one lead, and the inning started with a walk and a single, so it was uh, first and third, nobody out. Tyone struck out uh, pitcher Wade Miley. He struck out Eric Thames, and he struck out Lorenzo Cain. End of threat. And then the Bucks break it open with three in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, the other guy who led the charge was shortstop Jordy Mercer, who went three for four and drove in four runs. How about Jordy? That has to be his best game. Uh, tied his career high in RBI. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how much you look like a baseball team when you get good starting pitching. Isn't it? <laughs> it's just amazing. Well, if you let him stay in for the uh, third time through the order, look what happens. Mike. Well, but he still only went six innings. And, you know, the game you're referencing, the Philly game, uh, that got away from him in the seventh. And and I told you so. I don't know. He, it was 2-0. and oh. He was ahead when he started that seventh inning against Philadelphia, and it was 2-2 two to two when they took him out. I know. I, I'm with you what, on that. What did he prove? Now, I, I, like- I think he was just expressing frustration in that game. I really do. I don't think it was as much yeah. him being pissed at somebody warming up in a bullpen as it was he was pissed that he wasn't getting it done. Yeah. I think I think he's a, a solid guy. And Me too. He still has great potential, but he's got to start realizing it, and last night was a big step. That's the kind of response you want to see. If you don't like something, change it through your performance. I, I'm a big fan of his. I mean, as a person yeah, and as too. a player. I am as well, and uh, I just thought that that was the wrong thing to say at the wrong time. It, it, yeah, had, I think the frustration got the best. Had of they him. yanked him when he had the lead, then I think you have somewhat of an argument. But when when you've already blown the lead and the the winning run is in scoring position, and they take you out, you really don't have a an argument there. I don't think. And to talk about a guy warming up in the pen, just don't look at the bullpen. Maybe that's the answer. Well, he moved just look on at the catcher from... and catch the ball, and then and then throw it again. He moved on from it. He talked about the fact that he and Clint had good conversation yeah. about it. It wasn't like he dwelled on it. Had he come back and been like, "Well, oh, I no. felt like I had to, you know, prove them some, see if they, you know, if he was being, you know, snotty about it again last night, then I might think that there was something to worry about." But I don't think there's a character issue with James. No, I, I would. I didn't mean to suggest that. If uh, that's the impression you got, and he's still a young guy, he can still learn from things such as that. Yeah, but. he's the least of their problems. At, and you know, I know somebody the in the Post-Gazette wrote, a, he's the biggest disappointment on the Pirates this year, and that's just... I believe uh, that was Paul Zeiss. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. I disagree with that. He's not the that, biggest, but, but you, you have He to, has been, dis- you know... You have to be disappointed with six and seven. Now, he's had at least, to my recollection, one blown save that cost him a win. Uh, but you know the ERA at three nine one is a little high for what you're hoping. No for doubt, from him. and you would hope for better than six and seven. But still, a lot of baseball to be played. A lot of baseball to be played this week. Seventeen thousand eight hundred fifty eight. Your announced crowd at PNC Park last night, and uh, it is the Bucks and Brewers again tonight. It's the uh, second of the five game series that will wrap up the season's unofficial first half. Junior Guerra against Nick Kingham. Garrett six and five with a two point seven nine ERA. Kingham three and four, four point two six. Are they doing two games Sunday? or Are they doing a Monday? Saturday. They're doing doubleheader Saturday. Doubleheader on Saturday. Start, and it's a uh, old timey doubleheader. It's not day night. It it starts at twelve day day twelve thirty five, and they're going to play two games. Oh, that's awesome. Remember when you were a little kid? You, they used to schedule those, and you'd go, and, and they wouldn't clear the room. They would not clear the room. No. They did that here. A lot of people probably wouldn't come back. <laughs> That's true. The room is already kind of clear. Long day for the concession yeah. workers. And it's Josh uh, Bell Bobblehead Day. 
And uh, the bobblehead is a very real representation, I thought. How so? It's Bell standing with a bat, and he's not hitting a home run. Right. Might that be uh, more of a, <laughs> in the hierarchy of disappointments? It's right up there. I mean, come on. It's right up there. Um, this is what happens, though, when you count heavily on young players all at once. It, yeah. It, you know, it's not a uh, formula that is going to work more often than not. Penguins uh, signed defenseman Jamie Alexiak to a three-year contract yesterday. Alexiak avoids arbitration. He gets a deal that runs through the 2020-21 season with an average annual value of $2,137,500. Jamie Alexiak is a $2 million player. The way you said it made it seem like you don't think he's a $2 million player. Well, I mean, that's the going rate, right? That's... As they say, Mike, that's the price of you know what. Yes. <laughs> not that I would ever accuse him of being that because he's no, he's not six that. seven and two hundred fifty five pounds. No, he's anything pounds. but. Uh, he had four goals and ten assists with the Penguins and was plus thirteen after they acquired him on December the nineteenth last season in a trade with Dallas. Alexiak is a former first round pick of the Stars. Uh, more of an interesting development, at least uh, from where I'm sitting. Uh, or. Buddy Jason Mackey, the Post-Gazette, talked with Penn's general manager Jim Rutherford yesterday. And Rutherford said that uh, one of the things the Penn's uh, are going to explore in training camp is to test Derek Broussard on the wing. There is a a glut at center since they brought Riley Shane back and then they brought Matt Cullen back. Broussard uh, has played 716 career regular season games all at center with the Blue Jackets, Rangers, Senators, and Penguins. Rutherford tells Mackey, quote, that is one option that the coaching staff has talked about. He's got the skill level to do it. That's one side of it. The other side of it, he's never played wing. When you try something, it doesn't mean you have to stick with it. You try it, it may work, it may not. All right. Why not, right? Yeah, sure. You don't got to be Stanley Cup ready now. You don't got to be Stanley Cup ready in October. You don't have to be Stanley Cup ready in February. You just have to be Stanley Cup ready when the playoffs start. Uh, Last but not least, uh, the World Cup will conclude with the championship match on Sunday. ESPN.com has uh, broken down the matchup between France and Croatia. In terms of goaltending, ESPN.com gives the edge to France. Defense, edge France. Midfield, even. Forwards, edge France. Managers, edge France. Intangibles, edge France. ESPN.com predicting a 3-1 to one French victory. So Croatia is going to win then? Well, Vegas thinks France is going to win too. Uh, if you want to win $100 on France on Sunday, you got to risk 225 Randall. Mm-hmm. That's just for that's the a res- bit much. That's for the result. If, uh, if you think France can beat Croatia in 90 minutes without the uh, dreaded extra time, you only have to bet 120 on France to win 100 What's the over? I did not write that down. Two? <laughs> one and a half. Might be one. And I kind of <laughs> like the way that French team plays. Yeah, I don't know. I'm rooting for Croatia in this. Well, I'm not rooting. I'm rooting against Croatia on principle. But uh, right, sure. They stole your beach. You're not really supposed to do that in, uh, in these kind of things, right? Nope. You're not. not yet you're gambling, no. And yet everybody does. Everyone gambles with their heart. No, well, I mean just you know watching these international tournaments. 
It's supposed to be about the sport, not what happened yeah. in World War II, right? It's supposed to be. And amazingly, it's not that way for me. No. When is that runner-up <laughs> match? Is it the, Saturday? Sunday? Okay. Well, you know, there's an, uh, Norm MacDonald told, tells a joke about gambling, Mike, where so these two gamblers are talking to each other, and the guy's like, hey, how you doing? He's like, I'm having a terrible day. I uh, I lost six football games yesterday in a row. I went 0 for 6. And then uh, at night, I went 0 for 6 playing baseball games. And then the next morning, I bet on some international soccer. I went 0 for 6 there, and I just can't get a winner. I don't know what to do. And uh, the gambler goes, his buddy goes, well, you know, there's a hockey game tonight. He goes, I don't know anything about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about soccer, but I'm loving the uh, the conclusion here. You going somewhere Sunday? You just going to watch it at home? Uh, I, it depends on my Deutschtown hangover. Deutschtown Music Festival taking precedence well, hey, for me this feeling, weekend. If you're not feeling great, get up and start drinking again. It's 11 o'clock. Yeah, Air 11 o'clock is a little tough. I don't know. I like the idea of being around a crowd of people. I don't know that I'm going to have enough energy to want to be in a super crowded place. I know Piper's is going to be jammed. Uh, Harp and Fiddle is going to be jammed. Any English, any UK type of bar, any, you know. There's probably a few Croatian clubs in western Pennsylvania. Oh, that are be yeah. Too. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm not sure if I'm going to try to brave that or not. Yeah, I'm also going to play it by ear. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all in, as they say. Well, I think it's uh, it's going to be a blast. I think the 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 uh, bronze medal game there is going to be pretty fun to watch, too. I don't know how to play that for, for sure. pride. Yeah, that should be. That's uh, England and uh, Belgium, right? Yeah. That might be a fun one to throw down some. Yeah, I would think they'd both get after that. Absolutely. Third place in this tournament's a pretty big deal. England doesn't want to slip to fourth after the run they've had. That's the matchup I wanted to see. In the final? Yeah. In, yeah, that would have been cool, too. Uh, Mike, uh, pursuit of there with your sports. Files got news coming up top of the hour. What would make you quit your job? We'll talk about that coming up. Sunny mid-80s today, 64 DVE. Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors performing live in a coffee house today. Sean Collier is going to review the new Rock movie and the new Whitney Houston documentary as well. That's coming up after. Yeah, the DVE morning show. Congrats to Rob in North Huntington. Rob's going to be a part of the, uh, the Crawford crew at Kennywood cutting the line this Sunday. Can't wait, Rob. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Happy Kennywood f- Day is the best. Happy Sunday. <laughs> It is. Which it's ride gonna... are you most excited for, Bill? Always the Thunderbolt. Yeah, it's my favorite. Wasn't the did the, the old guy passed away who wrote it like a hundred times? Oh no, that was the the Jack Jack Rabbit. Rabbit. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, how old was he when we had him on? He had super he was, old. He was late nineties. Late nineties. I think either late eighties or nineties, yeah. something like that. Remember, yeah, he he said the first day that he wrote the. The Jackrabbit, he wrote it like 50 times. Yeah. And I was just thinking of the other three people that he was with because he was there with another, he was there with his soon to be wife or wife and another couple. And I was just thinking, like, at what point did they, like, look, dude, we like the ride, <laughs> but we're not into it as you. Yeah, right. Like, I'm not going to ride this thing 50 times. We want to go on some other stuff, man. Uh uh-uh. uh. Now let's do this again. Nah, still didn't, uh, didn't satisfy the urge here. I'm going to do it uh, 46 more times, guys. I remember doing that on the Blue Streak uh, at Connie at Lake when I was a kid. We'd try to ride it, you know, 
however many times. I, I want to say we got close to 30, but maybe that's too high. I don't know. We I think we got up into the 20s, though. In a row? Like off and right back on? No, throughout the course of the day. Like we would do like six in a row and then go do other stuff. The hell hole. Yeah. Long time ago, I went to Cedar Point with three of my buddies, and we were going to try to do as many coasters as we could. Like we stayed in the hotel the night before. The breakers. We were lined up at the gate when it opened. <laughs> nice. And we got to like thirteen. Well, you have to wait in long ass lines. That's, yeah, if you, that's in, a if you get in early, you, yeah. you can get a couple three in before yeah. it gets too bad. But that I was, that was I would never do that again. No, like, but back the physical toll that that took. Yeah. Well, this is the blue streak at Connie Lake was not exactly didn't extract that much of a physical toll, and there weren't any lines. Mike, that's impressive. I was expecting you to say single digits. Like I, I've never uh, gone to Cedar Point and rode more than five rides in a day, like five Which of the big coasters. Is crazy considering the cost to get into those parks, like the, oh, the really big ones. Oh yeah, that's why you got to do a whole weekend there <laughs> I mean, to to really ride all really the rides. Get, not really getting your money's worth. I just remember that was a uh, one of the big vacations my family took. My mom. When my parents got divorced, you know, then they had to compete with each other. Mm-hmm. And so the one year my mom was like, I'm going to take you all to Cedar Point. We're going to get the hotel and do the whole thing, which, you know, it was only a two hour drive. I don't know why we got the hotel, but I think it was for that reason, Mike, to get Very up early and out. get going. <clears throat> and all I know is this is a disaster. And it just ended up with like my mom crying and like everybody <laughs> fighting. And, it, you know, I was like, we probably shouldn't have come to the hotel. <laughs> I think that really put us over the edge. If we had just gone to the park, we might have been okay. But add in the hotel and like too much time together. Everybody fighting. It's just like, why are we here? There's one room. There's six of us. <laughs> I was sleeping on like a chase lounge from the pool that we dragged into the room. <laughs> six of you, right? Yeah. Kids. Oh, oh yeah. And how many adults? Just, well, just your my mom? mom. It's like in Home Alone too when they're all in that one hotel room down in Miami and it's pouring, dude. That's what it was. That was my life growing up. I'll never forget going to Florida the first time, and I was like so excited to go to Disney World, and I got super sick because we stayed at all these crappy like motels on the way down, and my dad would like you know do the old. No, nah, there's only two kids, <clears throat> and <laughs> have you all in the trunk? Jam us all into a room, and like then we he would always go to the pool and grab a chair from the pool and and take it oh, into the room so because funny. then you could just sleep on that. Like you put blankets on it, you got a bed. And it's actually not bad for a kid. No, I and I would always be like, I'll sleep on the chase lounge because then I wouldn't get you know you get your kicked own in bed. the back. <laughs> and this one hotel had some Legionnaires diseased air conditioner, and I got so wicked sick from it, like just caught, just brutal. And it was like the most miserable trip in the world. And I had like a sinus infection, ruined my first Disney trip, all because my dad probably <laughs> he didn't want to shell out for. Another uh, $48 motel room. <laughs> it's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> yeah, I was like sleeping right next to this air conditioner. Like that's where the thing was. Ugh. Good times though. No, actually, I, when I think about it, every vacation we took was a disaster by and large. I think big, probably most families Big are. fights. Huge fights. My all-time favorite one though was when my dad got remarried and he had this like, I'm making you guys go on vacation with my new wife. And everyone hated her. And we go <laughs> to this like cave 
in, I don't know, she wanted to do this one thing the that caverns? was way off the beaten path. Yeah, I think we were going to Virginia Beach, and she wanted to do something that took a 90-minute detour, and everyone was like, what the hell? So my older siblings were all, one was in like a freshman in college or sophomore in college, and the other two were like about to go into college, and they're like, we're not going into this stupid thing. And my dad's like, they're having this huge brawl. So the younger ones, we don't have a say in it. We have to go. So we go through these like stalactites and stalagmites thing and whatever. Well, my dad had a cooler of beer in this van that we were traveling in, a conversion van. And my dad would always find me like, yeah, no, I got uh, my buddy Shoes' van. We're going to take that. <laughs> and so they're like hanging out. And the cooler he left in the car full of strohs. So they just they start getting loaded while we're going through this thing. So they think it's the funniest thing in the world. Strokes. They go into like the visitor center and they went they got every pamphlet they could for every stupid biggest ball of yarn or whatever. <laughs> and when they come back they're like, "Guys, look." So they had them festooned all over the van. They're like, "Now we got to go here." Like it's only an hour and a half out of the way, and then four more hours, biggest ball of mud. And there was, like, beer kids, and they were laughing hysterically, and she was just bawling, and uh, she deserved it. And, uh, like, it was the funniest and most awful thing in the world, and my dad knew it was hilarious. But he couldn't laugh. And he couldn't laugh, and he knew it was hilarious, and, it, it like, he was so pissed at the time, but then, you know, every time he'd tell the story... After that, he he had to laugh. He's like, it was really funny. He's like, eh, what are you gonna do? So all I remember from my vacation is like, oh, that was fun until it all turned awful. Yeah, that yeah. was a great trip until everybody started yelling at each other. There's well, too many people in your family. Yeah, I I would think family vacations just suck in general. They're tough. It's <laughs> definitely not easy. When I was a kid, we just went camping. And then every time we went camping, it poured and we had a tent, so you couldn't touch the side of the tent because the water would come in then. <laughs> My dad's like, we're done camping! That's it! <laughs> and then I don't think we, I think we went on one vacation after that. I think that's why the movie Vacation resonates so much with everybody. It's the nothing goes right. You end up fighting each other, with yep. each other. It ends up being the exact opposite of the experience you're hoping to have. Right. The, the dad is the most tragic figure in the whole thing because he has the highest expectations. <laughs> the most this responsibility. Is, right, this is like, I planned this thing out to a T. You watch how well this is going to go over. Right. And then it all goes smash. Right. Like, right away. <laughs> I do remember catching my first fish on a camping trip. Though. Oh, see, that's a special memory. Yes. Um, I remember my dad showering with a hose outside of a gas station in Virginia. <laughs> Aww. With a bar of soap. How sweet. So and my nice. mom being mortified. <laughs> I feel like we should have the music from the way we were on now. <laughs> uh, Sean Collier's got movie reviews for you. Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors performing live in the comedy. It is the DVE Morning Show. Randy Bauman along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter, Mike Prasuda, and... Um, we have a contest going on right now where you can cut the line with Crawford at Kennywood this Sunday from 2 to 5. You and a guest will join our own Bill Crawford and cut the lines for Bumper Car, Swing Shot, Phantom's Revenge, Exterminator, Pittsburgh Plunge, Thunderbolt, Racer, the Jack Rabbit. After the rides, you have a nice little picnic lunch here, Bill. Yeah, how about that? Get that, uh, get that all ready to go, a little picnic lunch. Nice, nice little the park. Yeah. You know what that is. You know what I call that. Happy Sunday. It's a happy Sunday. <laughs> it's a happy Sunday. Uh, Kennywood. 
It's a candy, would they? Do you have to wait in line? No. No. That's no. the best part of this. Does it sound like Dr. Nick? Hi, everybody! Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Wizard Valley was welcoming everybody to Kennywood. Happy Sunday. <laughs> Happy Sunday. <laughs> Walk through the, Happy Sunday. The tunnel. Happy Sunday. Just every single person that walks by. Happy Sunday. Hi. Yeah. Happy Sunday. Well, you can That's have a happy Sunday. That's his handshake. <laughs> That's right. You can have a happy Sunday by being caller number 30 right now at 333-WDVE. And you and Fran will join Bill and his army of 20 Kennywood uh, militia members. Happy Militia Day. <laughs> happy PTO. DVE. Neck. We would just neck. neck. Where did that term come from, necking? Well, that's what it kind of looks like. You know, if you were looking at two people, like, sort of from a distance, it looks like they're just bumping necks. Joining necks? (laughs) Yeah. Over there necking. Maybe you kiss the neck. (laughs) No. Francisco (laughs) Cervelli. Happy neck day. Cervelli, do you neck? No. 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 No neck. Not for me. I steal it the best. Randy <laughs> Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. <laughs> it's so exaggerated. So stupid. It's great. No neck. Uh, speaking of neck, Val's neck is cold. So she, uh, she's, <laughs> she's. Hey man, don't put great... her business out there. Don't she's... put her neck business out there. <laughs> That's a nice segue. Well. You... <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean I felt it and it's cold. I mean she t- she told me it's cold, and th- then she suggested she needs dicky for women. For women, now dickies are those things, of course the the turtlenecks that are just the neck. Yeah, uh, uh, without the turtle, but they go over the shoulder. I just found one that's a collared shirt. What do you mean a dicky that has a collar? Come on, that wh- wh- why? Wait, let me change color so you can see it better. Oh my god, why? Why? Why is that a thing? <laughs> it's like a bib with a collar. It looks like for a shirt for somebody like a, a quadruple amputee or something. Look, somebody just like a the head detective from In Living Color, just a head. <laughs> yeah, so I need to get some of those. I don't understand the practicality of a not collar, the, dicky. That's one. just for a like a sweater. Why is your I neck guess. so cold? I because there's no hair on it. Yeah, no, but it's cold in here. I guess it, it is kind of cold in but, here. But the dicky. We started talking about the practicality of the dicky and why. I think it's a wonderful invention. But if you, let's say you met somebody for who For people is, that couldn't afford a whole turtleneck, <laughs> like, I don't understand. It's not about affordability. For some reason, someone was like, I don't want all of the... Cumbersome? Arm restrictions mm-hmm. of wearing a full turtleneck or something, or... I don't know. Or they I don't, don't want to get heat. strangled everywhere. I just want to be strangled in the neck. I don't <laughs> want my body heat to be contained. I just need my neck to be warm. Yes. Well, isn't the, I they like have a neck warmer for that? You would think this is going to be something hipsters would latch on to. <laughs> the ironic use of the dicky. 
It's going to be a bespoke Dickies store on Butler Street. Could be. <laughs> but I already have a great name for it. What? The Hickey. The woman Dickey? Yeah, Dickey for her. <laughs> oh my god please don't put that on the packaging <laughs> no you have to well, you have to do a lot of explaining to people who are there for something else <laughs> I'm here to get Dickie for her wait a second huh? hold on you have to go through these red doors <laughs> yeah this is where all the this is it's like the blockbuster uh, x-rated section if you want Dickie for her I we'll just, have to come in the back. I just imagine you being clearly able to see the outline of the dicky in a tight sweater. Yeah. Well, well like Cousin Eddie. wearing one. <laughs> yeah. Like Cousin Eddie in, in Christmas Vacation. <laughs> but I don't know why that ever got <laughs> off the developed. Well, this lady's explaining in this video, if you have a sweater, you don't want to, and you don't want, it's maybe it's a tight sweater, and the whole shirt shows wrinkles and there's too much you just want the collar i thought that's why i thought it was to keep your neck warm i i thought what was that's was why women had those poofy scarves that are just a circle of the the infinity yes, scarves now like, that is yes okay the, the ascot which i do wear quite often no but. women are now allowed to wear a full like take the afghan off their couch and wrap <laughs> it around their neck and go out in public which i do and traditionally i, I thought dickies were to create the illusion that one had dressed fancy more, more formally than <laughs> one hat yeah but is a turtleneck fancy formal no, oh, if you need if in the seventies, it might have been turtleneck required. Yes, like that was never a thing. You know, and sure. then it, my my biggest problem with turtlenecks was always that they would get lazy. Like you ever seen somebody with a blown out turtleneck? Well, there is a cow oh, neck. Yeah, dude. those are the worst. Oh, flaccid turtlenecks. Yeah, <laughs> those are the worst. It's like, what'd you do? Put neck. an M eighty in there? Wouldn't it be fun to have a party though, where instead of like a formal party, where like like instead of it being black tie, it was like no, it's turtleneck. And then everybody has to wear a turtleneck. It would probably look like a cult. That would be my favorite party. Just all turtlenecks, Val. You'd be so warm. Think about yes. it. Yes. Robert Goulet. Oh, my God. How is this not a hipster thing? and sport jackets. Hipsters don't get into the turtlenecks, do they? Not to my knowledge. I have a buddy who, like, he is ride or die with his turtlenecks, man. As soon as it gets cold, he starts rocking turtlenecks. And his like argument... Like a full turtleneck? Yeah, he lives up in Erie, and he, every time it gets cold, he or goes mock tur neck. turtleneck sweater, man. Oh, he'll wear a mock. He'd, he'll dig the mock, too, but, like, he's got the threefold turtleneck. Like, threefold? Yeah, like... Wow. You... Yeah, so you get it, and it comes up to here, and yeah. then you fold it once. And then again. Uh, oh, and then he does uh, another yeah, fold. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen Whoa. that. Yeah, because that way it's not too big of a... It doesn't make you look like, you know, that... that you remember the tribe that Gilligan got caught by? <laughs> Pulusi Bagumba. <laughs> How do you know that? How did you remember that? Because <laughs> my brother watched Gilligan's Island nonstop. Oh, my God. <laughs> That is that such is a, a trivia question. Such right a there. dated reference. What that had to be what nineteen seventy or something. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, the first episodes were in black and white. Yeah, uh, nobody wore a turtleneck on Gilligan's Island. I didn't need to. It was quite <laughs> tropical. Wait, wasn't Gilligan kind of wearing no, a turtleneck? I think Mr. Howell probably wore some. Oh, he had ascots, if nothing else. Yeah. Which ascots are the things that old rich guys wear when their neck gets wrinkly? <laughs> I have seen hitters in ascots. No, you haven't. Uh, oh, sure. Trying to be fancy for, you know, like, oh, it's... See? A, yeah. Fancy. Sporting an ascot and a, and a tank top. <laughs> Tim yes. makes fun of me when I wear turtlenecks. <laughs>
You're a turtlenecker. I've seen you rock the turtlenecks. Oh, I yeah. don't care. I I like to be warm. That's fine. I got nothing against the turtleneck. I grew up with it. It seemed like a fashion, like, hey, I'm good to go. You put on a turtleneck and a sweater. Get a yeah. nice sweater from Value City or Marshalls. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. $18 sweater, and you're Get like, it. I'm going formal tonight. <laughs> Get Turtle a nice neck? little mock neck from Back Rack. Dude, them, yeah. <laughs> rock a, I'd rock I a mock. I used to rock a mock from Structure. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm getting self-conscious about my neck because I'm like, I don't think my neck has ever been cold. Do I have like a like a fat neck that just insulates itself well? Yeah, well, I I'm mean, always cold anyway. But. You're Celtic, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're used to. Yeah. It's funny, too, because when I cut my hair really short, the first week, like five people, have you lost a lot of weight? I'm like, no, you can just see what a pencil neck I am now. Pencil neck. <laughs> Is your neck cold? <laughs> my cousin's wife told me that one time in, in she had a long neck, and people in, in her Especially high school called school. her uh, giraffe neck. They called her Giraffe Neck Park. <laughs> <laughs> that was the stroke of genius thing. When someone came up with adding yeah. park to it at yeah, the lunch yeah. table, they felt really good about oh, themselves. Oh, look at old Giraffe Neck Park over here. Let's check the weather and see how cold your neck's going to be this weekend. <laughs> Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. True love it. It's 63 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Organizers say two former presidential candidates will headline a teacher's convention in Pittsburgh starting today. Officials say Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren will make keynote presentations during the American Federation of Teachers Convention. The event at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center downtown is expected to draw thousands of people to the Pittsburgh area. The chief of police in Columbus issued a statement that said the arrest of Stormy Daniels for allegedly rubbing her boobs on the faces of undercover police officers. This is the motorboat (laughs) incident. Was a mistake. Her arrest was a mistake. Oh. Uh, the statement from Chief Kim Jacobs. She should have been tipped in, said, in, in uh, retrospect. Vice personnel working last night believed they had probable cause that state law regulating sexually oriented businesses was violated. However, one element of the law was missed in error. Charges were subsequ- subsequently dismissed. Dismissed the facts behind the charges and the behavior witnessed by vice officers are a matter of public record. Officers will were well within their area of responsibility when taking enforcement action. Nevertheless, a mistake was made. I accept full responsibility. She didn't have a motorboating lesson or motorboating license. (laughs) 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 It screwed up. We saw where you were going. I I messed up. Uh, Today, Friday the thirteenth, millions of people in this country surprisingly have a paralyzing dread of friday the 13th some will not go to work today some won't eat in restaurants which i'm not sure what that superstition of for friday the 13th is but what's my superstition i don't eat in restaurants sodium that's um i don't think that's a that that's a superstition what's the name of the friday the 13th fear i don't know there's a name for the phobia i'll find it uh, nobody's exactly sure where the legend of Friday the 13th uh, being unlucky began, though researchers feel the superstition is quite old. Folklore experts say it's the combination of Friday and 13 as both the day and the number have historically been connected to bad luck. 
Tattoo parlors around the country, though, offering $13 tattoos to celebrate the day. Money Magazine says Friday the 13th has become a huge day for tattoo artists to offer specials on tattoos and piercings. They're usually a little tiny one. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, you can expect a long wait and a limited number of options if you are going to get in on that. So the definition, or, or this is the word, this is how you pronounce it, for the fear of Friday the 13th. Turtleneck. Parascavideca-triophobia. I'm sorry. Parascavideca-triophobia. Did they just cast a spell on us? (laughs) (laughs) They'll play it three times. Come on. Parascavideca-triophobia. Is that a little kid voice? Yes, it's a creepy child (laughs) hidden in the attic. Sounds like Parascavidecatriophobia. Nah, that was the third that was time. The, uh, Candyman's on his way. Parascavidecatriophobia. Yeah, it's uh, she. It's this is from Emma saying. I think she's like a spelling bee champion. Mm. Oh, I thought uh, that was Hermione. <laughs> they can't get another Friday the Thirteenth movie made. Parascavidecatriophobia. It's been like ten. It's been over ten years, and uh, it's almost as if the name of the franchise is. Unlucky or something. <laughs> How many? Parascavidecatriophobia. No, that's no, that's no. that's scary. That's even help. worse. I think we've talked about this before. Do you flush the toilet with the lid up or down? Depends. Oh, up. Well, I don't think enough to do it when it's down. <laughs> oh You'll man, no. Probably tr- want to put the lid down after this. Lid down, dude. Lid down. Every time I you flush, flush and run. An angel gets its wings. <laughs> Every time you flush the toilet, there's an aerosol effect with germs, bacteria. Poo molecules. Right. <laughs> right up in yeah, there. Yeah, they're already in there. Nickel matter spread You got your into phone the in air. there? You got your phone in the bathroom? Sure do. You better be closing the lid. Uh, one professor of microbiology. Is <laughs> 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 that bad? You download an app. What if I was the guy that didn't know? Wait, I wipe. You don't? (laughs) Wait, is that bad? Is there germs on it, you think? A professor of microbiology at the University of Arizona said, yeah, you get a good spray out of that toilet area. (laughs) He sounds like he's a surfer. Get a pretty good spray early in the morning. You can ride the pipe. He said when the droplets come out of the toilet, it looks like the 4th of July. So it's like the fountain at the point. Yes. Just invisible poop. Red, yes. white, and poo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Dude, I'm telling you, those poo molecules, you do not want to do that. No. Well, what a, in a public bathroom, you don't, have a oppor- right. you don't have a choice. Oh, that's when you that's definitely have to flush and run. I stopped at the, at the uh, rest area past Grove City on the way back to Pittsburgh on Sunday. Oh, my God. Whatever happened in there. <laughs> it was I, a slaughter. It was just everybody that walked in, their, the expression on their face changed immediately. They're like walking ah, in. Like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, God. Just My oh, eyes are watering. Oh. What's, what happened in here? <laughs> I saw that for the first time in a ladies' room recently. What? Like, like a, somebody didn't make it. So, oh, no. There, there was the <laughs> closed for cleaning sign. <laughs> <laughs> but the cleaning. stall was open. Oh, are you serious? Yes. Oh, man, they put up a... Oh, 
Are you, you know, right uh, up onto the precipice. <laughs> so close, yet so far Barely away. Barely must have gotten the pants down. The stall was open and the hazmat tape was out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, wow. First time I've heard of that in the ladies' room. No, I've seen, I've seen a few horrible situations on blowout. Or on blowouts. <laughs> blowouts on rust areas on 79. There's one in like, I can't even say it. It was, it affected me. It it really did. I just felt so bad for this person. It was like. <laughs> that was a white, white knuckle ride, I'm sure, <laughs> to the rest stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Because yeah. you're probably on a road trip. You're drinking yeah. coffee and then you're like, yeah! <laughs> oh, God. You're standing up inside your car. <laughs> But then the worst part of it is the reason I brought that up about the rest area past Grove City, it was it was so bad. It was obvious something terrible had happened in there. <laughs> it was a slaughterhouse. And this guy is like washing his hands and he goes to like put them under the dryer and he you could tell he was like, If I put my hands under there, I am gonna blow those molecules all <laughs> over the place. And then there was like one paper towel left and he was like, screw it. And he took the one paper towel and used oh. that. So there was none left for me. And I'm like, I am not turning that dryer on like the hand dryer. I'm, I'm going out and do the old shake my hands. Like, uh, yeah. Wipe it on your shirt. So, yeah. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. I'll just get back in my car now. Uh. Covered. In, I mean, if someone comes, they should do that. They, where you have a black light when you come out of there. Oh, you don't want that. I'm sure. No. It's like one of those booths that you get in where it turns on the wind and you try to catch all the money you can. (laughs) (laughs) Forecast today, sunny mid-80s for the high at 64 at DV. Sean Collier will review Skyscraper, and that's the new Rock movie, and Whitney. The Rock is not in Whitney, correct? Uh, No, I I don't believe they ever crossed paths. She did like The Rock, though, from what I understand. (laughs) That was part of her problem. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuit with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike. The Pirates have been maddeningly inconsistent this season, but got to say this for the Buccos, they do pretty well in their division. Last night's 6-3 victory over Milwaukee at PNC Park made it 4-2 this season against the first place Brewers. 19-16 this season in the NL Central Division and and 12-7 in the division at home. And uh, they've got four more chances to improve on those numbers before the All-Star break. Uh, A couple of headliners last night. One of them was Jamison Tyone, the starting pitcher and the winner. He went six innings, allowed four hits, uh, one earned run. That was uh, the 24th home run this season, hit by Milwaukee first baseman Jesus Aguilar. But uh, around that, Tyone, brilliant. Two walks and ten strikeouts, including three Ks in a row after allowing a walk and a single to open the fifth inning with the Pirates up by just 2-1 to one at that point. Jamison Tyone uh, delivering after, I don't know, do you call his last start controversial? Uh, no, but it was... Uh, Troubling. It, it, it Troubling was, comments. Uh, it was frustrating for him, and he made comments that I think he probably wishes uh, he could have back. Not that they were overly egregious or anything like that but you know they, they were not indica- they were not overly egregious they, they indicated were. his frustration yeah. with his own performance i think as much as anything else and uh, you know the point you made about his last start was if he goes out with a 2-0 lead there and then the they yank him, that's different low but pitch count he had already shown vulnerability so it you know 
uh, Clinton Hurdle could be forgiven, you know, for uh, for thinking, all right, maybe the third time through, again, he's going to have trouble. And I think Jamison was looking to hang it on something. Well, the reason I had trouble, I had to look it over my shoulder and, you know, and he had a talk with Hurdle and everything's great now and uh, good for him. I think he's a great pirate. He's an awesome dude. And uh, I root for him all the time. He's like one of my favorite people to watch in the majors right now because uh, we've had him on the show a bunch, and he's a, he's a great guy. I don't think anything he did makes him uh, the biggest disappointment of the year like Paul Zeiss wrote in the uh, Post-Gazette. I, I disagree with that. But uh, it was nice to see him bounce back and, and sort of get over that hurdle, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> or around it. Or... No, because he had to that, – that was a – you know, there was a little bit of a mental uh, – block for him i'm sure okay i'm coming up on the third time through the order and uh yeah i've been dealing aces am i going to be able to keep doing that and you know the way it's gone for him this year more often than not is that he looks really good for long stretches and then one inning gets him or one spot in the game and it looked like the fifth inning last night had the potential to be that again and instead he responds with the three k's and, and got out of it he hasn't been bad but he has not been the dominating number one starter horse of the rotation type of guy that uh, they're hoping he becomes. And what if he does? They really need that. <laughs> yeah, everybody does. Everybody has to have one guy like that if you're going to be serious. Plus, it was uh, great to see the Pirates win last night and, as you said earlier, take one more notch off the uh, off the uh, necktie of Bob Nutting. Bow tie. Bow tie, sorry. Yeah, he wears bow ties. Oh, he, he's because a... he's not pretentious enough without him. <laughs> yeah, he's got to wear a bow tie. He's got to look even more out of place in an athletic environment by putting a bow tie on. He definitely owns at least five dickies. Huntington was so confident they were just going to yeah. tank it. He's like, well, we got uh, some big games coming up, and four and four is not going to do it. Well, guess yeah. what? Four and one since. Four and one so far. Will seven and one do it? Will six and two do it? How about five and three? Yeah, see, that to me, that's not enough. Still not enough. No, it's got to be, I, I, I think if they have six uh, and six two, and two it, yeah. it puts would, a little pressure on them. Particularly with the doubleheader Saturday. It's hard to win doubleheaders yeah. just because it's hard to win doubleheaders. It doesn't happen very often. Right. And a five-game series, if you're expecting to sweep that, I, I think your expectations are a little out of whack. But uh, if they can take three of the next four. How great would that be? And finish the week seven and two. What would the response be from the front office? Everybody wants to see that, right? I know I do. I do. 44 and 49, uh, 10 and a half behind the first place Brewers going into tonight's game, which will feature Junior Guerra of Milwaukee against Nick Kingham of the Bucks. Guerra is 6 and 5 with a 2.79 ERA. Kingham's 3 and 4, 4.26. But uh, the two have hooked up previously this season. That was on May 4th. In Milwaukee, Kingham and the Pirates defeated Guerra and the Brewers 6-4. to 17,000 and change on hand last night. wonder what they'll draw for that doubleheader Saturday. There's a lot going on in town Saturday. Is, it double, is the reason they don't play doubleheaders anymore because of the, the Players Association wanted them out or because they're not a good draw anymore? As I they, think you, as don't, they you, used you can't to be. maximize profit in the park. Yeah, and too many teams have smaller stadiums that sell a lot of tickets, and you're kind of costing yourself a home date. Not a problem here. <laughs> no. Penguins general manager Jim Rutherford said that the coaching staff will contemplate Derek Broussard at wing in the upcoming season. Uh, Jason Mackey, the Post-Gazette, talked with Rutherford yesterday. 
And uh, that was one of the subjects, uh, says Rutherford, quote, that is one option the coaching staff has talked about. Derek Broussard uh, has been a center through 716 career NHL regular season games for four teams. Rutherford continues. He's got the skill level to do it. That's uh, to play wing if needed. Quote, that's one side of it. The other side of it, he's never played the wing. When you try something, it doesn't mean you have to stick with it. You try it, it may work, it may not. I'd like to see Derek Broussard at center, but I'm not the coach. Penguins also announced uh, the re-signing of defenseman Jamie Alexiak yesterday. He gets a three-year deal uh, through the 2020-21 season with an average annual value of $2,137,500. Alexiak uh, registered 14 points with the Penguins since they acquired him on December the 19th from Dallas. He had 17 points overall this season in 68 combined games with the Stars and Pens. He was originally a first-round pick of the Stars, 14th overall in 2011. You ever see these stories that every once in a while somebody will look at a draft and go back several years and, and redraft it based on performance? Do you, yeah. think, do you think he would be 14th overall if they redid the 2011? I mean, probably year? not, probably but probably that, not. that's every year. I don't think 2.2. Was it 2.2? 2.137500. I don't, I don't think that's that much. No, it's not out of whack. It's just hard to wrap your head around. I, I, like, I like it. And I like him. I thought he fit in well. I like the size that we added to the blue line, especially with him and Jack Johnson now. As a bottom-end guy, yeah, he fits. Mm -hmm. He's not going to carry you, but he's not going to kill you. In the playoffs, if you need to go a little heavier, it's nice to have that size. It is. It is. And I think your point on Johnson is well taken. They needed a guy like that. Uh, You know, based on how things kind of went off the tracks in Columbus at the end, I'm not convinced Johnson is that guy, but they – he certainly has a chance to be that guy. He's been that guy before. No reason he couldn't be it again, uh, particularly if coming to Pittsburgh sort of rejuvenates him and, and restarts his career. Uh, World Cup, the finals coming up on Sunday. And uh, the uh, Croatian team, which will oppose France, is going to wear its uh, oh-so-popular red and white Czech shirts. Haven't worn those since the first game. Cool. They're going to wear them again. France is going to go with dark blue. You like France in this one. I do. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, based on my uh, incredibly in-depth analysis of watching one game in its entirety and bits and pieces <laughs> of others, uh, I think France really defends well, and it has talent to take advantage of periodic opportunity that it seems to be adept at creating by knowing when to transition. In other words, they manage the puck well. Right. I'm going... Uh, and they play well on their own end. I'm going Croatia. On this one, they got the wheels, they got the gas. They've overperformed, and France every time out has looked like, oh, this this is a really tough team. Croatia has also, I think, done what, played three straight 120 minute games. They've played That's a true. lot. They've played a lot of soccer. That number ten kid for France, though, is amazing. Mbappe, I love watching him. He's, he is, I mean, he's an artist. Ball gets on his feet, and I'm leaning closer to the TV. Incredible. What's what going to happen now? Oh. Incredible. Uh, all right, quick break. We'll come back. Uh, Sean Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine here reviewing the new Rock movie and the Whitney Houston documentary. Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors performing live for you, getting ready for Deutschtown Music Festival this weekend and their performance tonight, the Sun King Warriors, out at South Park for part of the uh, Allegheny, concert, Allegheny County Concert Summer Concert Series. Almost got that right. 
730 show with the Hawkeyes tonight. And those guys will be on the Poy Park University stage in the Permanis DVE Coffeehouse 915. On Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine is joining us on the DVE Morning Show right now to talk about the new Rock movie and the Whitney Houston documentary, Sean. Uh, Skyscraper, the newest from The Rock. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing that I can't tell one rock movie from another anymore. I think this is like, uh, hey, every Tom Petty song sounded like a Tom Petty song. Every rock movie looks like a rock movie. It's a successful formula. Why mess with it? He has studied uh, the Schwarzenegger playbook well. (laughs) So (laughs) I would vote for him for governor of California. Perhaps not president. California. Uh, He says he's going to run, just not next time. Only because... He's committed to too many movies to do the campaign. Mm. Other than that, yeah. it would be Rock Trump. Right. U.S. Yes. WrestleMania 38. <laughs> Actual Consequences Edition. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, movie theaters are air-conditioned. Uh, almost overwhelmingly so. I've to, seen, in today's so, uh, Code Orange, to see the movies. health alert. Exactly. It's going to be so hot, they say, don't go Human. outside today. And you could, it could be 92, and people are going into the movie theater like they're suited up for a November Steelers game. They keep it cold in there. And, me, and many people do enjoy going outside during the summer. Others, myself included, fear and distrust the sun. So we go to the movie theater. And when you do so, it's preferable to be actually watching a movie. And that is why we have Skyscraper. Skyscraper exists because you can't just go and sit there. you got to be staring at something. Uh, Dwayne Johnson as the guy in every action movie. Yeah. Uh, a better title might have been Sky Hard. There has not been a more Ooh. blatant ripoff of Die Hard since, like, the last two Die Hard movies. Someone has built the world's tallest building. His family is in there. Now, oh my God, the building's on fire. He's got to save them, a feat he will accomplish primarily by dangling off of things. That is the main action, is there's a thing and I've got to hang up. This is a movie just chock full of dangling. And I understand chock full of dangling will be playing Deutschtown this weekend. <laughs> uh, make no mistake, this, this is a dumb movie. This is certainly a dumb movie. If you pause for even a second to think about why any of the characters are doing any of the things they're doing. The movie stops and yells at you. There is no, you have no business trying to break down what's going on in there. Leave your brain at home. If you can do that, though, it's a passable action movie. It could have been better, but like you said, he is just so darn entertaining in everything he does at this point and has that formula down he knows how to make it compelling he has a great co-star this time his wife is played by uh uh, nev campbell oh kevin hart yeah that'd be cute (laughs) that's a nice pairing one's real little um no nev campbell we don't we don't see enough of her she's always great and they have good chemistry together she gets in on the action scenes and can handle herself there she does a great job this is absolutely not something that you need to see but again there's air conditioning at the theater. Skyscraper is better than staring in a blank wall. And that's why I don't get on the movie posters. There it is again. Skyscraper. Yeah. Better than watching nothing at all, I guess. Yeah, it's <laughs> not going to get you the blurb. All right, so Whitney. Uh, yeah, Whitney, Whitney is out today. Not the most imaginative title there. Clearly hoping to recall Amy, the Amy Winehouse documentary of a few years ago, which uh, which won the Oscar. Whitney is not quite as good as that, but it, it it's still a decent portrayal of her life. Uh, there's some interesting stuff in there. More than anything, it just shows that she was one of those stars who was kind of doomed from the start. Just had the wrong people around her. 
Right. You know, uh, uh, mixed up with with uh, with drugs too early. Brilliant talent, obviously, and you get that. The most moving thing in there is she she does uh, uh, I think a show tune. I think on Merv Griffin at like 15 or 16 years old and it's unbelievable the way that she could sing which we all remember but just to see that the raw version of that if you want to criticize this one it is hard on the tabloids for making her into a joke but it's still kind of getting into some of the same sensationalism that it's it's being critical of of the papers for doing including the big thing here is is a i i guess i don't want to give it away there is a major sensational revelation in like the last reel which i guess if you're going to make a documentary you want to include this thing you found but it just makes the whole thing feel a little we're gawking at the dead um but if you'd like to hear more about her you know if you want to know what that story was they do a good job of it the only thing I didn't like, it does that thing where it like cuts to random stock footage of culture at the time to like set the time frame, you know, like in mm. Forrest Gump. I was like, I want to dance with somebody, Reagan, Berlin Wall, MTV oh, logo, yeah. right? <laughs> we Which, didn't start the fire! Exactly. I don't like that. I don't like that in a serious movie. I do want to see it in NFL films. That would be fun. Like Immaculate Reception, Nixon goes to China, right? Joe, Mon- <laughs> Joe Montana wins the Super Bowl, and then we watch Back to the Future for a second. Or, like, the Browns lose, and we just pan out to a static shot of the Earth to convey the entire <laughs> history of human existence. Anytime. Uh, Whitney used, the, the Whitney movie is, is, if you like her, it's a good documentary. It just felt, it felt a little dirty, but... Still a, a, a well-done project there. Sean Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine. We got Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors performing live in the Coffee House later in anticipation of the Deutschtown Music Festival happening today and tomorrow. They're going to take the stage at noon tomorrow. I believe the Skyline stage. The Skyscraper I mean, stage. They have to sky dangle sc- off yeah. of it. Yes. They'll be dangling. Uh, but they'll also be dangling tonight at South Park as part of the Allegheny County Summer Concert Series. They'll take the stage with the Hawkeyes tonight. You're going to be dangling with them, aren't I you? Will, uh, I'll, uh, I'll be dangling uh, for a little bit, sitting in with these guys tonight. And uh, the Hawkeyes get going at 730. Uh, Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors. That show tonight dedicated to the memory of uh, our co-worker Mike Steele, who is a big fan of Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors. This is going to be a pretty big party. If you've not seen them before, a free show tonight outside. Pack the cooler. Uh, throw the kids in the uh, Vista Cruiser and cruise on out to South Park tonight. So that's coming up after 9 o'clock. Plus, another chance this hour to join Bill and cut the line with Crawford at Kennywood this Sunday. Pittsburgh. Speaking of neck, Val's neck is cold, so she uh, she's, <laughs> she's hey man, don't put great... her business out there. Don't she's... put her neck business out there. <laughs> that's a nice segue. Well, you... <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean I felt it and it's cold. I mean she's t- she told me it's cold, and th- then she suggested she needs dicky for women. For women, now dickies are those things, of course, the the turtlenecks that are just the neck. But I already have a great name for it. What the hickey? The woman dicky? Yeah, dicky for her. Oh, my God. Please don't put that on the packaging. No, you have to. Well, you have to do a lot of explaining to people who are there for something else. I'm here to get Dickie for her. Wait a second. Huh? Hold on. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Dickie for you. Dickie for you. Dickie for you. 
Dickies for everyone. You're like Oprah, but for Dickies. You get you a Dickie. Get a dickie. <laughs> <laughs> Look under your chairs right now. You get a Dickie and you get a Dickie. Dicky, Dicky, Dicky. Everyone goes home with a Dicky. <laughs> what just happened to you? <laughs> you have Dicky Tourette's. He, <laughs> he got stuck on a Dicky loop. <laughs> I'm glad you put Dude, loop dickie, on the end of that dickie, sentence. Dicky, Dicky, Dicky. Dude, my phone is broken, man. I'm either getting, I'm either being like uh, tapped or something, but my phone. It repeat like, and and somebody said it's in your phone. It's not the Wi-Fi delaying it. So it will report. It will uh, repeat things like Max Headroom style when I'm done talking. Mm-hmm. So if the last word I said was Dicky, it would go Dicky, 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 <laughs> or like Dicky, like that, like nineteen. You're right, Harold Faltermeyer. But I think it's Paul Hardcastle. Oh, you're right. Which one did Harold Faltermeyer do? Axel F. Yep. Um. Now it's starting to slow down. It's going. Last Diggy. night, I said to my friend, yeah, and I was like, Diggy, all right, I should be there by 7 o'clock, is what I said. And it came out like this. All right, I should be there. You need a new phone. Yeah, you got to go long, get a new phone. How long have you had this phone? I don't know. Like years? Long time. No, I mean. Three years? Possibly. I mean, it's yeah, a, get a new one. six S. No idea. Yeah, you got to get a new no, one. Aren't they on a 10 now? Yeah, we're on 10. We skipped nine, but... They're on 10? Yeah. How much is that going to cost me? An Nothing. arm and a leg, literally. Dicky. Dicky. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with a guy named Dicky, so it's just funny to hear all the time. Dicky. <laughs> Dicky, 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 Dicky. If Dickie you ever had Dickies? it behind the music, Dicky was the, at his most Dicky <laughs> during the recording when of that album. Dicky's greatest hits. That record was pure Dicky. Oh, Dicky. Hmm. Oh, Dicky, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Dicky. Dicky. Oh, Dicky. Dicky, Dicky. Val, what's the Dicky? <laughs> Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Center 11. It's 65 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Here is a bizarre story. Investigators say a panhandler tried to pull a woman out of her car at a Polish Hill intersection last week. Police say they identified Noah Walker as the man who accosted the woman waiting for the light at Heron Avenue and Bigelow Boulevard. Police say the woman refused to give Walker money, and that's when he tried pulling her out of the car through the window. Oh, I thought that was the slow the hell down guy. Slow <laughs> the hell down! I saw you yesterday. You were going too fast. Slow <laughs> the hell down! I, uh, I don't know. That almost happened to my friend in Station Square. Really? Yep. Slow the hell down! Slow the hell down! Slow the hell down! This is what my phone sounds like. Slow <laughs> the hell down! <laughs> Perky. Careful out there. Yeah. That's terrifying. Lock I always doors. feel bad when I see people like panhandling on at intersections. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you want to help, but like it's a lot of times... It's not safe. It's, well, there's that and... Uh, like I always try to tell them if they're downtown, I'm like, hey, the Light of Life Ministries is less than a mile that way. Mm-hmm. Man, and I bet they appreciate that. They <laughs> do not care about that typically. Oh, is it? Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, 
You're like, I'm just trying to. I mean, because you don't want to feel like you're not doing anything. I know. know. But be Um, uh, be careful. Did you see the story yesterday about the build a bear craziness? Did you see it? No. What happened? Uh, They did a pay your age promotion, which I'm assuming build a bear are very expensive. Yes, they are. Uh, We've had a party there. Chaos. From coast to coast, long lines and frayed tempers uh, were reported all over the country. At one Midtown Manhattan location, a woman said she and her eight-year-old boy waited five hours to get in and paid $8 to build a bear. Uh, I know on the news last night locally, they had people lined up for hours before the mall opened. They yeah, had cut just the not, line off. There's not enough of them around for that promotion to run. Yeah, the company was so overwhelmed it was forced to shut down its all-day promotion by early in the afternoon. I, what did they think was going to happen? How much does it cost to build a bear normally? Um, well, the thing that they get you with is like, okay, so you yeah, you build the bear, right? But then you, you want to do you, you want to put a heart in it? A heart is a little bit in a, of an extra charge. Do you want it to have a do you, purse? Do you want it to have sound? Do you want it to have a purse? Yeah, there's outfits. There's there's outfits. For days in there, you can get a dicky for your bear. So, <laughs> but if you're coming out of there, are you, like what, a hundred bucks for I one? I don't know. No, no, right. not so not a hundred. Fifty. Yeah, probably fifty bucks. All right, yeah. So that person waited five hours. Five hours to pay eight to bucks. save forty-two bucks. But 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 if you had like at some point, your money kids, is worth your time is worth money. Is is what right. I was getting at. If you had multiple kids, I could see doing it. Like if you have four then, kids but, but, and you're going to drop thirty five bucks instead of two hundred. But right. here's the thing: you got to stand in line with your kid for five hours. What are you going to do with your kid for five um, hours standing there? I personally would go. Here's how I would. I Get would a line it holder. Up. I would. Yeah, I would sit in line and and then call in the troops at the very end. Because there's no way I'm sitting there with them in that line for five hours. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, uh, Mary Beth works at Ross Park and said that there was traffic. You couldn't get to the mall because that, you know, it has that that narrow road up mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Traffic jams backing up onto McKnight Road for the teddy bears. And this was this and, happened yesterday. Yesterday, yes. all and over the country. Traffic backed up onto McKnight Road for the teddy bears, and every neighboring business didn't do any traffic. Because we're like, well, I'm not messing with any of that. No, I'm not going to the mall getting that mess. Thanks, Build-A-Bear. Yeah. You jammed the rest of us up. They apologize. They're offering $15 vouchers for kids who uh, got shafted because they had to shut down. out the door. (laughs) Uh, So they can go some other day and and just get a bear. Can you put a dickie on the bear? (laughs) Yes, you can. Probably get you escorted out of there pretty quickly. Crazy. (laughs) Get you escorted out of there. Can you put an ascot on the bear? Of course. <laughs> Can you name the bear, Dicky? I can't believe they yes. didn't think this was just going to be total mayhem. God is my witness. I thought turkeys <laughs> can fly. <laughs> Want to have a happier day? Nah. All right. Anyone else? Yes. Yes, I'd like to. <laughs> don't look at social media first thing in the morning, particularly anything negative, but I don't know how you avoid that. That's killing me. A lot of people reach for their phones before they reach for a cup of coffee. I'm guilty of it. A uh, study from the University of Pennsylvania found people who were exposed to just three minutes of negative news in the morning were 27% more likely to say they had an unhappy day than people who did not consume any negative news in the morning. That's all it takes, just the three minutes. Three minutes. I'll tell you what to do. You wake up, 
Build and instead, <laughs> just run full speed into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Do your stretches. Put on your dickie. Sprint into the wall. That happened to me yesterday. Well, not in the morning, but I had, was having a great day. Beautiful. Sat outside yep. with the dogs and this nice breezy. And then I went in the house and watched some documentary about racism. <laughs> Literally, the, the rest of my day was destroyed. Oh, I yeah. was in such a horrible and sad mood. Yeah, though, like the hearings yesterday, I avoided like the plague. I just did not want to sit through that. It was like I'm cringing. It's it's tough. You have to make conscious I, efforts yeah. to avoid that stuff and, I, and get back to nature. When it was such a switch in my mood, I'm like, I, I have to just stop. I was going to watch The Staircase after that. I'm like, I can't watch this. No, can't That's watch why that. I binge watched Comedians in Cars getting coffee. The Seinfeld show on Netflix, I never really watched too many of those. So I was like, I'm just going to watch a bunch of these. This is what's going to be my background. I don't want to have to pay attention to anything mm-hmm. else because it's way too depressing. And then I was watching that. <laughs> I was telling Bill, look, I binge watched them. And I can tell you, 80% of those episodes, he tells a homophobic joke. <laughs> he he makes all these weird gay jokes in every episode. I can't what? understand why Seinfeld is... He's like, you know, you're being very gay right now. Is that a gay thing? Are we doing... I feel gay. I don't want to do that. Like, in every episode. He's so hung up on the gay thing. He He's like... Someone's like, how neat are you? He's like, I'm like a gay man neat. I'm gay man neat. That's Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> right. It, that's the thing. It's 20 like years ago. Famous for that episode. Right. And he's he, dropping it nonstop. I think like he's a comic genius and his insights on comedy are great. But it is funny how a super rich guy who's li- led a completely privi- privileged life has a completely out of touch Mm-hmm. Outlook on well, what, they don't what's live happening. In, people like him don't live in reality. Oh, he hates people. He so obviously hates everybody. His contempt that- for the surfers. Mm-hmm. Like he treats the servers bad sometimes. Servers or surfers? Yeah, servers. Oh, okay. We all yeah. treat like- surfers bad. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. Were they at the beach? <laughs> Um, like the the like he makes fun of them to their face in order to get a joke for the show and stuff. Mm. But I do like the show a lot. I think it's great. But when you binge watch it, you notice like these trends Tendencies. in it. And for some reason, he just tells like a gay joke in every episode. There are some hilarious ones. Bob Einstein, I highly recommend those. He, If you don't know him, Super Dave from mm-hmm. b- the show Bizarre back in the day, Super Dave Osborne, and he's Funkhauser on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He does two episodes that are both like just fall down funny. He's just such a funny guy. Alec Baldwin is actually kind of funny in one because they're both from Long Island, so they go back to Long Island. I like those ones where he's kind of like revisiting his childhood. He goes back to Long Island and stays in New York on a couple of them. But there are a couple of weird ones. Your friend Kathleen Madigan does a great one. Oh, yeah. She's so funny, man. She's very, she very funny. She is absolutely hilarious. I, I heard that they took the ones with Louie right off. Like they No, those are in. Are they on there? Yeah, they're on there. There's a great one with Mel Brooks and Carl Carl Reiner that I... Oh, uh, yeah, that, that one I good. have seen. It's great because Mel Brooks does not know what Seinfeld does, which <laughs> kind of blew so me away. Funny. He's like, you do uh, characters and stuff. He's like, no, uh, Carl, will you please tell him what I do? Did you see the one with Rickles? No, I Where haven't watched that yet. Where he goes to pick up Rickles and Rickles is like... Just destroys just, him. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. The cars are super cool too. It's a it's a good show, but it is weird to w- see some of those tendencies. Like mm-hmm. I forget. Oh, you've been a m- almost billionaire for thirty years. Yeah, you have a different way of looking at the How world. How much does he 
does he tour a lot anymore? He, yeah, he's been like doing a ton, a lot, not a ton, but he's definitely he's, he's prolific. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of a pegasm? I'm sorry. It involves holding your pee for as long as possible, so when you finally go, it gives you head-to-toe shivers. Isn't that supposed to be your chi, not your pee? <laughs> and a then Reddit yes, thread. Yes, I have had. I thought that was that. I get pee shivers a lot. Well, it's, it's kind of you're just like a after, huh? After during. Oh, <laughs> we had a Reddit thread. Some women described it as a whole body massage. Uh, but if you're somebody who is doing the pegasm thing, you you need to stop because doctors say that holding it in for whatever reason is bad for you. It can lead to urinary infections and even kidney damage. Was that someone's stomach? Sounds gargling? like someone was having kidney damage <laughs> in the studio. Might have been. Wait, you picked that up on the microphone. Uh, yeah. yeah. How about that? that? Was you? I think you just had a kidney gasm. Yeah. I skipped breakfast. Here, here's a fig bar. All right, thank you. So <laughs> don't. Thing, like I pulled that out pounds. of a drawer because I was dying earlier, yeah. so I can't vouch for the uh, the safety of that there. thing. Was it open? I no, <laughs> no I ate the half. Other half. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just That's, threw them in an open bag. Sealed. I found that in the rest area, gross city. <laughs> right, I'm sure it's in fine. the stall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with Paul Stanley helping Ace Fraley on his last album, Ace touring with Gene Simmons and helping him with his vault events, Peter Chris and Vinnie Vincent doing the same, Gene working with Ace on Ace's next album, and Ace being a part of this year's Kiss Cruise, all of that seems to be pointing to a final reunion. Gene says it has been discussed, but no details have been worked out, or at least any that he wants to reveal right now. It's told press in Finland. Problem is, if you bring out a special guest, they come on without makeup. I don't know. We haven't gotten that far. You can't put on the makeup. You've been out of the band 20 years. It's not going to happen. It's a difficult question because if we bring out anybody that was in the band, they can't put on the makeup. Kiss have rarely been joined by guests over their 45-year career. Joe Perry was one of the few exceptions when Kiss and Aerosmith toured together in 2003. Finally, uh, Game of Thrones. He has a lot of makeup on, though, to be fair. (laughs) No question. Game of Thrones is making a comeback at this year's Emmy Awards, the HBO show that was left out of last year's awards, leading the way with 22 nominations, including Outstanding Drama Series, fellow HBO show Westworld right behind with 21 nominations and was also included in the Outstanding Drama Series category. Saturday Night Live got 21 nods. Netflix has earned the most nominations with 112, followed by HBO and NBC. Uh, There could be a a good deal of sentiment at this year's ceremony as well, thanks to six nominations for Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown, which was still airing at the time of his death last month. The Late Chef host had won five primetime Emmys. The now-canceled reboot of Roseanne could also get some hardware thanks to two nominations, one of which went to supporting actress hopeful Laurie Metcalf. The 70th annual Emmy Awards will be Monday, September 17th, hosted by Colin Jost and Michael Che of Saturday Night Live. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Uh, forecast today, sunny temperatures in the mid-80s, a little more humid today. It is 66 at DBE. Yep, the DBE morning show. We've got the Sun King Warriors coming up after 9 o'clock, and uh, your chance to cut the line with Crawford and Kenny would be caller number 38 right now at 333-WDVE. And you'll be off to see... Uh, Bill and his uh, crew of Kennywood line cutters. You'll be a part of them. So get down on that right now. Three three three. A new exhibit opens fun. today. At Ripley's, believe it or not, in Times Square, the world's longest fingernails. 
are going to be there. This is the grossest thing maybe ever. Shridhar Shalal had not cut his nails since 1952 until coming to New York City to sell his fingernails to Ripley's for this exhibit. The nails are over 31 feet long. Like how? How do you... Now, how do you do anything? How do they picture, not break? The picture of them. Are they both hands? Uh, I, I assume they They're were curled one. up. Jeez. Well, he's got them taped it's up. It's so like, nasty. I don't understand. First of all, it's always an Indian guy. Always. Like, what is it about the Indian culture where they're like, you know what? Let's just let this I go. I don't need to wipe with this hand. <laughs> That's the first thing I think of. I mean, it really puts you in a bind. You got one hand. He has the fingertips are taped and fortified at the source, like at the tip. Oh. So they don't rip out. Yeah, because okay. there's so much weight right. on each one of them. 66 years the guy has been growing his fingernails. I mean, this def- married? 100% now, this no. This is the oh, I want to vomit. stupidest thing. There's a picture of him sitting at a table. <laughs> I don't want the fig bar anymore. And he's got his left arm up on the table and his nails are extended out across the table. Imagine hey, how... Hey, man, can I borrow your clipper? <laughs> imagine how bad these smell. Oh. The worst. He, ha- he probably has them in, like, bags or something. Like, what if it where, he does. Did, he I, sleeps. How? He sleeps with his nails in a, like a like a sleeping bag sack. He like he cinches up the the sack around his nails. <laughs> um, how much did he get for them? What was the offer from Ripley's? For, yes, for did they pay? For, I don't know. For wasting your entire life. He should probably he probably paid them to cut please cut them. Please. I am dying. I have this an is. itch. I oh, just can't. Thirty feet. They smell so bad. Oh, There's no ew. way he was wanna, married. No pee. way. How often do you think he cleaned his nails? Had to be daily. No, right? it did not. Well, you mean like underneath like people do? I mean like his, people do. Like normal people do. His nails were cleaned once a month by his son. Uh, oh God. What a terrible job. He worked. He has a job, by the way. His son? What is no, the job? No, no. The, the guy with the nails. He scratches elephants. <laughs> <laughs> giraffe ear scratcher. <laughs> From a remote location. He works as a government press photographer. He said he wanted to show. His fingernails are in every picture he ever took. <laughs> he said he Your wanted- nail is blocking the lens again. Sorry, I fingernail bombed you. This is so weird. He he wanted to show people he could do a two-handed job just as well, if not better, with only one hand. Now, look, that's admirable and everything, but like, it's not like your arm was cut off in an accident. Yeah, you're you not an willingly... Yes, and you could change it. It looks like it screwed his oh. hand up. Oh, oh, my God. Don't, don't, Let me see. Don't oh. even. What, is, what, what, what made you almost throw up? Oh. I got to see it. Come the here. picture of his it. nails after they were cut. Let me see it. I'm I looking at Joe. I'm looking at the other Look at his hand. It I looks like it screwed his hand up, doesn't it? Oh, gross. Look at all that bacteria and... Ah! Oh. Nope. Not even looking over ah. that. Mm-mm. Make Sean look at all that. Right. Ooh. Ooh. Son of... Why? What are you doing? What, like, why? Why? <sighs> why would you ever do that? Did they ask him why in the article? He's like, I just, I just never had clippers. <laughs> I, 
Yeah, Grew up the, in a house without you, you can never find them when you're looking for them, you know? I'm not a nervous guy. <laughs> I'm nervous on the one hand, but on the other hand, I'm not. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations. Good I don't know. God, Whatever. If you no, want to see them. No. Joe has that link for you at DV.com. Are these all taped? Like, I don't yes, understand. Dude. Like, So, the entire nail is taped. That's not like nail. No, that's nail. Wait, that's what disgusting. You... It's like multicolored. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, grow smooth be... in a long line. Well, no, Haven't I you ever seen an I'm... old guy's toenail? Uh, no, I've they're in the, the coffee house tomorrow. Is... <laughs> <laughs> the only the longest nails I ever saw was the uh, the girls in SWV. <laughs> I wanna. Oh my god, I wanna. Sisters with voices. And trimmed, they're still that's too right. long. Trimmed, they look even grosser. I mean, they're still like the, the stumps. They look are absolutely uh, disgusting. Oh, he's got to go into a, like at a. I, I know that makes me kind of want to vomit. Can Congratulations you, like, to James and Swickley. James wins uh, the <laughs> cut the line with Crawford to Kennywood on wouldn't Sunday. Wouldn't it be absolutely hilarious to like just like follow that dude into a nail salon <laughs> oh. and be like, how much for a pedicure? You would need to like, get a translator um, to hear what they were really saying. I'm actually going to have to charge you way, way, way more. Get one of those like lathes where you're like pumping it. <laughs> <laughs> Put on the welding mask. A uh, quick break. We'll come back. Mike has your sports. The Buckos. Uh, Jameson Tyon uh, gets over to hump a little bit. At least, maybe, possibly a mental hump. Anyways, <laughs> mental hump. <laughs> uh, uh, and also the World Cup this Sunday. An 11 o'clock matchup there, and GMJR has some things to say about what they plan to do in training camp and the signing of Alexiak. That's next in Sports DVE. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuit has got your sports right now. 8.30 on the dot, DVE. Sports are brought to you by Sport Clips. The Pirates began a five-game series with the Milwaukee Brewers last night at PNC Park. Uh, who to give the ball to but Jamison Tyone in such a situation. It was good that it was Tyone's turn to take the ball, and he responded by throwing it past the Brewers with regularity. Ten strikeouts in six innings, four hits, just one run allowed, and the Pirates kick things off in the final series before the All-Star break with a 6-3 to victory over Milwaukee. That's 4-1 and one this week since Neil Huntington announced that uh, a record of 4-4 four and four Heading into the All-Star break wasn't going to cut it. Pirates uh, have seemingly taken that advice to heart. Tyone uh, was reached only for a home run in the fourth inning by Jesus Aguilar. Uh, That was Aguilar's 24th of the season, so he's hitting it out against a lot of people. Uh, The fifth inning started uh, a little wobbly as Tyone allowed a walk and a single, but then he struck out his opposite number on the mound, Wade Miley, and then Eric Thames and Lorenzo Kane in succession to get out of the jam. Jamison Tyone improves to six and seven, and he's got the ERA back on the right side of four now at three point nine one. Pirates improved to forty four and forty nine. Tyone uh, has been uh, a much discussed guy ever since uh, his last start against Philadelphia on Saturday, when he took a two nothing lead into the seventh, gave up a couple of runs, and then got pulled despite having, uh, at the time, a still relatively low pitch count. And he expressed some frustration about that after the game. Had a meeting with Clint Hurdle on Sunday, and, and last night was his first chance to uh, do something about it on the mound. It was his ninth straight start 
allowing three earned runs or fewer. He's done that 13 times in his last 14 and 16 of 19 times on the season. The uh, one area in which he needs to do a little bit better, uh, he's still not going real deep into games. Uh, Six innings last night, and he has pitched uh, six innings or fewer 14 times in 19 starts. He's only pitched in, uh, he's he's only gotten through seven or more innings three times. If he can uh, go a little bit longer and uh, minimize the damage as he did last night in that critical fifth inning situation, he can be the guy the Pirates want and need him to be in the second half of the season. Assuming he's still here. Yeah. You never know. I don't know. I don't know if 4-1's good enough to, uh, (laughs) you know, quell the the trade speculation, uh, We'll see what the Bucks do. They've got four more with the Brewers this weekend before everybody breaks for the All-Star game after Sunday's action. Junior Guerra against Nick Kingham in Game 2 of the series tonight. And I'll be there again. Yeah, you're hearing a lot of these Look games. too, Mike. Something I'd never seen last night. In the ninth. Brewers hit a ball sharply down the line. Umpire called it fair. Then said, wait, wait, wait. Foul. Made everybody stop running go back to their bases, and then they reviewed it, raising the question, if they had determined it was fair, what would you say, okay, start running, everybody go, go. We'll throw the ball out there, and then you guys can all run again. Yeah, that was weird. I think the guy just got turned around, because yeah. it was kind of hit at him, Yeah, and I think he meant to call it foul and just called it fair, and then realized <laughs> Didn't he, know which way he, was he screwed up, looking. and uh, yeah. Freeze was pointing at the ground, he hit right there, and it yeah. was... Clearly, it was clearly a foul ball. Clearly a foul ball. Yeah, uh, Craig Council wasn't real happy about it, but now they reviewed in a situation where if it had gone the Brewers' way, what do you do? There's no idea what you do then. It's probably like a ground rule. They just say, "All right, it would have gone into the corner. Yeah. Everybody gets two bases." I guess we go from there. Penguins general manager Jim Rutherford tells Jason Mackey of the Post Gazette today that uh, the coaching staff plans to check out Derek Broussard on the wing during training camp. Rutherford uh, talking about the log jam at center for the Penguins as a good thing in the wake of uh, the returns of Riley Sheehan and Matt Cullen. Uh, Derek Broussard has been an accomplished center in his uh, 716 career NHL games, but according to Rutherford, quote, he's got the skill to do it. That's one side of it. The other side of it, he's never played the wing. When you try something, it doesn't mean you have to stick with it. You try it, it may work, it may not. I think that that's basically what he's saying there is this isn't going to work if he's going to play center. If he can play wing, I think he can be a, a major contributor. Yeah, I'm not sure where Because it just didn't, I don't, I, I, it didn't work for him on the third line. Well, it didn't in, unless you factor in that uh, there was an injury in the playoffs. Uh, he got hurt toward the end of the regular season. He was coming to a radically different system. I would be real curious to see what this guy could do. If they gave him third line at the start of training camp, stabilized it a little bit up front, and said, okay, here's here's the way it's going to be moving forward. Uh, the, the one thing about center is that the defensive responsibilities are, are so much more uh, prominent than, than when you're playing wing. And part of the strength of Broussard is he's such a good two-way player. Uh, I think he is a natural centerman that way. And if you're playing him on the wing, you're you're giving him less of a chance to contribute defensively. Although he can always take face-offs and things of that nature. Uh, I just hope they keep the guy on the team. I don't think, for a number of reasons, Penn's fans saw what this guy can do. And, and the Straight-up trade for Pacioretty? 
Boy, I'd have to think about it. Probably wouldn't do it. I really like Derek Broussard. I, li- I like the- I've liked him his whole career. Uh, Patch Reddy's a hell of a player too. I mean, that's that's a good problem to have too if you're trying to figure that out. But uh, more easily fit into what you what you're looking for now. Yeah, so. that's what I mean. It's like it just didn't fit or something. I don't yeah. know. I, I think if you've if you've got a real good two way center and he doesn't fit, you're probably overthinking it. That guy should fit anywhere. It wouldn't be a straight up trade though. You'd be eating a lot of cash, right? Pacioretty's got guaranteed couple years coming. Does he? I think. Or is he coming up at the end of the year? And, that was, and, that's, and that's why, why he's on that's the why block. They're dealing him. I thought he had two more years, but uh, I don't know. I'll have to look at that. But yeah. wasn't I, I he like, making? Wasn't he making big ching though? Wasn't he making like five million bucks? Or am I wrong about that? Don't know what he was making. I don't know. He scored a lot of goals the previous to this oh, past year. Yeah, he's a thirty goal kind of guy, and uh, he's one of us. He's worn the red, white, and blue in international competition. Speaking of international competition, uh, the World Cup will conclude Sunday with the championship match against France and Croatia. But off the field news, FIFA, which is uh, soccer's uh, international governing body, has opened a disciplinary case against England's Football Association over misconduct by fans at the World Cup semifinal. FIFA is investigating reports of offensive chants and discriminatory behavior. FIFA holds member uh, federations responsible for fan behavior in such situations. I will never forget the one game I went to in England five years ago when the Steelers were over there. It was Tottenham against Chelsea. And the Chelsea fans, now you guys know me, the Chelsea fans blew me away with how vile they were. Oh, wow. And profane. If you were offended. The chanting and the singing, all I could really make out clearly was the F word and wankers. And you, you you just heard that the whole time. Were you in the soccer game? <laughs> was I in it? No, I mean, never mind. Um, Mike, soccer's your sport. I really it's don't. getting there. Uh, honestly. It's getting there. By the way, Patrick one year remaining on the current contract yeah, at 4.5. That's why they're thinking of moving them. And uh, the latest is Chicago and Carolina. Yeah. I'm 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 a Derek Broussard fan. I think Sullivan's smart enough to figure that out that this guy's part of the solution, not part of the problem. Mike Pursuta with your sports. Val's got news, top of the hour. What are you talking about, Valerie? Well, what would make you quit your job and we'll talk about what makes the perfect nap. Uh also we're gonna go over some of the Emmy nominees which were announced yesterday. Who got gypped? Oh sorry, can't say gypped. Can't? No. no. That's a derivative of a gypsy, mm-hmm. and you'll piss off the Roma people. Who this are? Is, well, then, Arriva Dirty Roma. <laughs> no, not those Roma people. Like a cast. Isn't that right? That's why the, the Chief Louth at Mount Lebanon mm-hmm. issued an apology. Yeah. Because he said g- there was like gypsy like robberies happening. Right. And you this, can't, more importantly, this is your only chance to say snubbed. Snubbed, exactly. Right. Snubbed. It's right. kind of like with staved off. Mm-hmm. You only get elimination and infection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. snubbed only happens uh, during award season. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, not so much snubbing goes on. All star game. Yes, that's true. Well, but that yeah, that's like an award, I guess. Yeah, snub. Who got snubbed? The biggest snubs on the way. Jim Donovan and the uh, Sun King Warriors performing live. They're not the big. That sounded like I was calling them the biggest snubs. Yeah. The biggest <laughs> snubs. <laughs> They're playing in the coffee house coming up after 9 o'clock tonight. They'll be at South Park tomorrow at Deutsche. It is the DVE Morning Show. Randy Bauman, Bill Crawford, Val Porter, our friend Sean Collier 
from Pittsburgh Magazine hanging out in studio. When we heard the news the other day that Sarah Palin was uh, appalled by the Sasha Baron Cohen show on Showtime where she had been pulled into a fake interview and she claimed that he pretended to be a veteran. Uh, I think we were all kind of like, what? Why would he do that? He's so much smarter than doing something that stupid because there's no comedic value there Mm -hmm. in imitating a veteran. Right. Like, why would he do that? He knows he's going to get all kinds uh, of uh, flack about that. Well, as it turns out, that's that's not what he was doing. He was pretending to be one of those guys who kind of pretend pretend to be a veteran who who kind of align themselves not quite stolen valor, but they uh, they make it seem like they have uh, you know a military connection when they really don't. <laughs> so he wrote her a letter. The character that he <laughs> that he was doing was uh, a guy named Billy Wayne Ruddick Jr., who is uh, and the, uh, he wrote her a letter and he posted it yesterday after her comments demanding an apology and all that. He uh, wrote Vice President Palin. <laughs> <laughs> I am Dr. Billy Wayne Ruddick. Founder, CEO, accountant of truthbrary.org. <laughs> truthbrary.org is a hilarious name. And it was I that interviewed you. I did not say I was a war vet. I was in the service, not military, but United Parcel. <laughs> the post office. And I only fought for my country once when I shot a Mexican who came onto my property. And then parenthetically, he writes, coincidentally, just like our great president, I was sadly prevented from joining the regular army on account of bone spurs being discovered in my testes. (laughs) (laughs) I've always admired you for, all caps, telling the truth about Obama's birth certificate and the location of Russia. (laughs) she can see it from her house but ma'am i do believe you've been hit by a bs grenade and are now bleeding fake news you used to hunt the most dangerous animals in the country like wolves and people on welfare (laughs) so why hunt a fine citizen journalist like myself i demand an apology dr billy wayne ruddick jr now is it possible that they did it under the guise that like would they have brought her there saying a veteran wants to interview you and then had the reveal when she got there that it's not really a veteran mm. i don't know i doubt they this would even in the navy. do that all right he worked at old navy but still right <laughs> <laughs> so his show on showtime uh, is uh, highly anticipated he got dick cheney to sign a waterboarding kit on camera does that start this weekend i think so where in that open letter so. was the exaggeration from reality? Because that, in all seriousness, you were reading portions of that during the break, and I just assumed this was an actual letter from a crackpot. Because I was like, yeah, this all sounds like something that someone would say in the, in, in the year 2018. No, it's like more of a uh, an updated, instead of doing like, a, you know, a Colbert-like yeah. Demagogue character, he's doing more of like an Alex Jonesian kind of yeah, thing yeah. there, yeah, yeah, Infowars yeah. kind of thing. Um, so Truth Brary, Truth Brary, Truth Brary. Uh, he also put hashtag MAGA, hashtag build the wall, hashtag boycott Sasha Cohen. So, uh, we'll see. That's just one of those things that if you don't like him, there's nothing he's going to do that's going to make you not think he's a total jackass. Oh, yeah. But again. I think he's hilarious, and there are times when he makes me cringe. 
That movie, The Brothers Grimsby. <laughs> oh Haven't seen it. Just saw the clip you showed me. It's unbelievable. It is the most vile. It's the most aggressive clip I've ever seen in it's my life. Easily the most vile scene in any comedy I have ever watched. Like I can't even think of a That's close second. That's not hyperbole. I can't think of a close second. It is uh, probably another movie that he's in. In um, what's the movie where uh, I think it's Borat, where he's like his uh, the big fat guy is chasing oh, yeah. him around. Yeah, and then they wrestle like naked. <laughs> yeah, and they end up in a in an embrace in a 69 situation the brothers grimsby elephant scene is the most graphic scene i have ever watched in any movie ever it is vile beyond belief i wouldn't even look at it i couldn't stop oh, laughing wow. never no never don't ever see this don't ever watch it i don't know never what i was it. laughing at i think i was kind of laughing at oh my god how why <laughs> like you can imagine somebody pitching that and just being like, like everybody laughing and be like, that's way too awful to ever actually follow through on. Yeah, don't look that up, folks. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Certainly not on your work computer. Don't do it on your work computer. Can we get play-by-play from Sally Wigan, though? Can we get her to do like a like a reaction oh my video? God. No, because she'd be no. like, first of all, that's not how elephants have sex. <laughs> I've been there. I've helped. I've helped me. Not personally. No. Well, it, well, oh, oh, oh. oh. Oh, oh! On the way for you, Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors. <laughs> Val has have uh, news coming up after the top of the hour. Hey, Val, what, what are you talking about? Oh, important stuff like what makes a perfect nap and uh, what would make you quit your job. Money. Oh, 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 oh! Mama, 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 mama. I have a hundred different Sally Wiggins sound bites. Oh! <laughs> I didn't have a beast. Oh, <laughs> out of context. Like, what the hell are yeah. you talking about? Those men are so handsome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it wouldn't be paying tribute to the Sally Wiggins sound bite bar if I didn't play. <laughs> It was the start of it all. Go to your freaking break. <laughs> okay. I bought a banana at the Kogos in Sharpsburg once, and and the lady just looked at it and she goes, huh, a banana. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even know it was there. No that idea. I think somebody might have left that in here. <laughs> Did you pick that up off the floor? <laughs> we a don't banana. have that in the system. Someone dropped just, that out of their lunch I, Just bucket. take it. I wondered if she thought I was trying to sell it to her. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I have, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need a banana, hun. Thanks. Oh. Oh, I got these fried apples I'm going to have later. Hun. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. What's going on, Val? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. It's brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. For 11. It's 69 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Today's National French Fry Day. Tara la boom DA. French Fry Lovers. Happy French Fry Day. Happy French Fry Day. To find a deal on fries today, chain restaurants like Applebee's, Burger King, Carl's Jr., Hardee's, and McDonald's all luring customers with fry deals. Taco Bell bringing back nacho fries. Dunkin' Donuts will be giving away free donut fries for a limited time today. Donut fries? I didn't mm. know that was a thing. Have you ever heard of donut fries? I have no. not. Yeah. No. 
<laughs> no. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Stan? <laughs> <laughs> Play that again. Oh, wow. <laughs> Happy Sunday. I'll take that as a ringtone, please. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. McDonald's has the most popular fries of any fast food chain. Of course. This has been talked about and and really put to McDonald's bed. McDonald's French fries. <laughs> That's what's up. I disagree with some on this list. Uh, the rest of the top five, Chick-fil-A. I know you guys don't like the waffle fries, and I really I'm done arguing it. A fan, Five Guys, number three, they're pretty good. You mm-hmm. don't like? No, I love the fries. sheer bulk of the. Well, they're like um, the helping you get. They're almost like carnival fries. Yeah, and that's not a side anymore. If you get a burger and fries at Five Guys, go to bed. That's it. If you can lay down, it's a <laughs> duffel bag of fries. Wendy's. Mm-mm. Wendy's needs Wendy's fries. They, here's my problem with Wendy's, and I I love Wendy's, but here here's my problem with their fries. They're typically not crispy enough, and they need to have a little more salt on them. Yeah. Uh, and then Arby's, which is curly fries. Right, that's their standard. I can't standard. do Arby's anymore. I grew up on Arby's. I ate so much Arby's growing up. When they started doing that five for five, that became that was a two night a week meal for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a kid. You didn't eat all five, did you? I oh, I yeah, could easily crush five. Wow! Over back, two days. Back in the day. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I'd eat three of them right away. Right, and then you just have them. Yeah, and you put them in the fridge because they were good cold, and you could like microwave them and just drag them through some Arby's sauce. Arby's actually has like good deli sam like deli sandwiches mm-hmm. like they have like turkey sandwiches you know what the fat stuff. content is in those you ever look at the nutritional content no I'm, I'm guessing it's not terrific it is it is uh, substantial <laughs> ketchup the most popular dipping sauce followed by ranch and cheese sauce 21% love dipping fries in a milkshake yeah that's where the frosty comes in yeah that's why that's where Wendy's is really missing the boat the one two combo they need to have crispier fries so you can do the drag through the yeah right because their fry their fries were always like a little too limp to get into a frosty yeah so <laughs> if, uh, limp fry. if national french fry day today doesn't do it for you tomorrow is national mac and cheese day sunday national ice cream day oh happy sunday. happy sunday <laughs> <laughs> happy sunday sunday yeah uh what do you happy think ha- sunday, who sunday. do you think has the best fries locally is there any place locally because well, the I mean, one that potato comes to my- patch at, at Kennywood. Permanis. The O. Permanis yeah. fries. Neo. Permanis, yeah, they're pretty good. I love mm-hmm. Permanis fries. They are pretty they're good. They're so good. Oh um, yeah. We went we went the last time I took my daughters to, to Permanis, we got it was an order of fries that came out on like a pizza pan. And it was just a pile of fries oh, for the yeah. table. It's awesome. It was pretty sweet. Do you like the loaded fries? No. 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 What about poutine? Love poutine. Vladimir Poutine? <laughs> what is poutine? Like poutine specifically? Is, what is Aleppo? <laughs> it's usually fries with some kind of gravy and cheese curds and sometimes meat. Yeah, that became a big thing uh, for a while. A lot of places had poutine. It's Canadian, right? Mm-hmm. That's 
Yeah, that's where it comes from. My pre-movie go-to is the the poutine at uh, Burgatory, right by the waterfront. There, mm-hmm. oh. go during half happy hour. It's five bucks, and it's just like a like a deep bowl of of potatoy goo. Bad name though. Poutine. Potatoy yeah. goo. Oh, why is it a bad name? Poutine. Yeah, it's got like poo. poo? In it. It's just yeah, it doesn't sound appetizing. Burgatory is terrific, by the way. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So, Ice Sunday, Ice Cream Day, uh, some stats about ice cream. 40% of eating an entire pint in one sitting. Pint? Yeah. That's nothing. I could. Gallon. I, I don't allow myself to, but 24% eat ice cream to feel better when they're sad. Who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't really help, but nothing does. Uh, <laughs> chocolate, the most popular flavor, followed by vanilla, butter pecan, cookies and cream, mint chocolate chip, Chocolate chip cookie dough, strawberry, pistachio, Rocky Road, and chocolate chip number 10. It's, you know, I I had the, have you seen the ice cream? I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, I don't know, low calorie. It's like a hundred calorie quart of it. You know what I'm talking about? Not Halo? Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I think that's it. And Serena gets it all the time and I eat it and I (laughs) eat the whole thing. And the whole time I'm just thinking about real ice cream. It's like Does I'm, it taste I'm dating good? a girl's ugly sister, but I really want to date her. <laughs> I just, you know, it tastes, okay. I mean, it doesn't taste bad, but it doesn't taste like the ice cream, the ice cream that I want. Yeah, ice cream, there's no, like frozen yogurt, none of that stuff. No. Where you gotta, if you want ice cream, you gotta have ice cream. Sunday, Kennywood, good day for some ice cream. Oh, yeah. And there's there's so many different types that you could get i mean i i always go with the it's right over by kitty land it has a big square ice cream cone on the outside of it have uh-huh. you ever seen that where you can get it dipped in chocolate and rolled in uh in little peanuts happy sunday <laughs> so good <laughs> it'll be a very happy and then sunday. the pagoda also has really good ice cream soft serve mm. charges are being filed in virginia against a man accused of exposing himself at a job interview oh <laughs> well, hold on. What was the job? A Dollar General store manager. Oh, nope, wrong job. In, no. uh, <laughs> Sorry, I thought this was blush. Newport News says Alan Chisholm was there for a job, but dropped his pants, laid on the floor, and started fondling himself. Laid on the floor? Laid on the floor. Which Is this what you guys like? <laughs> no, no, we don't. No. It didn't take long for police to catch up to him. They arrested him in the store's parking lot, the 25-year-old now facing indecent exposure charges. What would make you quit your job? Maybe a, a guy, guy dropping his pants. himself in a Dollar General? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the number one answer with almost four times as many votes uh, than any other answer, more money. Okay. 44%. Coming yeah. in a distant second with That's just 12%. Good reason. People leave uh, for a company with a better mission. After that, it's because they don't feel appreciated. Being bored or not challenged, people want a shorter commute. Commute's a big one. Yeah, that's that's a toughie. For a corporate culture that's a better fit and coming in last, hating the boss. Survey found that as tempting as it is to go out in a blaze of glory... Probably not a good idea. Four out of five HR people say that the way someone handles themselves uh, when they quit can come back to affect them in the future. Yeah, I, I know a couple people that have quit their jobs to actually take less money, but just a job that they really enjoy more. Yeah. 
I know people that have done that. And right next to their house. And really close to their house. <laughs> but the guy, I remember that, I think it was an airline worker, and I want to say JetBlue, the guy who went out in a blaze of glory <laughs> yeah. and basically told everybody to go F themselves and then grabbed two Heinekens and slid down the... Yeah. And he pulled the emergency <laughs> ramp or whatever, the slide. That's the greatest. If you've got a good sniffer... He's right up there with Sully, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you've got a good sniffer, it might mean better sex. A new study found a good sense of smell might increase your sex life. Researchers found people with a greater sense of smell experience better sex. Now, to be clear, your sense of smell doesn't seem to have an impact on your sexual desire or your performance, but they say it does seem to improve your enjoyment. As long as the person you're having sex with isn't smelly. Yeah. Otherwise, it could really be be a hindrance. Yeah. You might also pick up a couple stray smells that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can really distract you. Oh, what is that? <laughs> I think the neighbors need to empty that empty that diaper genie. <laughs> Sweetheart. Ah, uh, we love naps. What yeah. ma- what makes a perfect nap? Being at the beach. That's not on the list. Yeah. A perfect nap. Well, the elements there are several elements that people dark describe. Room. That's one of them. Cold. Yep. After a meal or exercising. Quiet. Yeah. After exercise is nice. It's satisfying. You feel like you earned it. Oh, yeah. With a blanket and one pillow, with a pet, and it lasts longer than 20 minutes. With a pet. With a pet. <laughs> should nap uh, more than 25 minutes, by the way, because then you'll pop into REM, and then it, you'll be waking up twice in the same day, and it really screws up your circadian rhythms. If you can't get all those things going, most people are just happy with whatever they can get. I love um, taking a nap at the beach because when you wake up from the nap, you're at the beach. <laughs> it's awesome. Some of the strangest places people admit taking a nap include an abandoned chemical plant, which sounds like you passed out. This yeah. looks like a, a good binge. place to take a nap. Is this a nap <laughs> or did I succumb to fumes? <laughs> Standing up on the subway, in a coal mine, in a barrel, in a drive through waiting for food. Again, Look at seems- that canary taking a lovely nap over there. <laughs> Hey, Carl, I think that's bad. In a trunk, on a ski (laughs) lift. Again, a lot of these seem like you're just passing out while riding a horse and at a funeral. While riding a horse. You've got to be riding the slowest horse. It said to do it with a pet. I don't think that's what was meant. (laughs) And these sound like dozing off. I've dozed off while getting my hair done. Yeah, that's not napping. That's dozing off. Yeah. Randy does that all the time. I do. <laughs> it's the funniest thing to Dozes me. off will get his hair done? Yeah. No. Do you go with him when he gets his hair done? I just fall asleep. No, I can fall asleep anywhere. He says it all the time. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I can fall asleep. If they're cutting my hair, I'll be like, I'll like want to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. If I'm at a doctor's office waiting. Oh, for sure. I'm out. Yeah. See ya. So long. My other favorite thing to do is to show up to an appointment 20 minutes early and <laughs> get a quick nap before didn't do no just turn on the ac in the car and then just lean all the way back like oh yeah i got yeah, a few extra minutes i'm sleeping in the upmc parking lot <laughs> <laughs> only cost three bucks <laughs> that's what i said they should have nap pods it's gross because you know, i would never trust anybody to clean the pod right there would have to be a totally rip away layer in there. Yes. Like a liner. 
some dude comes out with his shirt untucked and he's like, pod's <laughs> oh, all yours. Pants like, ah, you weren't warm napping in, here. in that pod. Guy's just a big fart box that you're going into. <laughs> or worse. Yeah. Uh, Amy Schumer shutting down pregnancy rumors. Fans started congratulating her on Instagram yesterday after she shared a photo of herself seemingly pointing at her stomach and said in the caption she has something cooking. She then posted a video letting everybody know she was just refer the, referring to new clothing line that she's working on, but she's not having a baby. She just got married to Chef Chris Fisher earlier this year, which, I don't know, it seems like you kind of wanted that reaction. Yeah. Pointing at your stomach, something's cooking. Hey, got something cooking in here. Have you I seen you say to pan of lasagna? <laughs> Tell you what's cooking. Have you seen uh, I Feel Pretty yet? Or I have not. I no. have not either. I was going to rent it last week, but Rory said it was really funny. He that's the only was... reason I wanted to rent it. Me too. Yeah, that's definitely the reason I wanted to see it. Was, it. it was fine. Um, uh, not a must-see. He's really good in it. I think I... he's really good, yeah, when he acts, so yeah. I think he could actually do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had those acting chops. It's, it's you know, uh, an easy watch. Well, his stand-up is full of those ridiculous act-outs. Yes. Right. Like, he creates scenarios, and it's just tremendous. I, I'm big, telling big you. Big fan. If you watch his stand-up special, Rory Scovel does stand-up for the first time. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It is so absurdly funny, start to finish. It's a great thing to watch right now. Like, we're all looking for distractions. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just silly. Like, it's goofy. I can't tell you how many specials I've started on Netflix and just exited out of. Like, oh, yeah. ah, no. All right, Sean, you're a, a millennial person. Have you watched uh, uh, the Hannah Gadsby special, Nanette, that I, everyone's talking about? I have not. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Well, then uh, no point in having this discussion. All right. It's, um, uh, it's a really um, poignant special from... Uh, is she Australian or New Ze- She's from New Zealand, I believe. Or no, from Tasmania or something like that. At any rate, she does it at the Sydney Opera House. And everybody's talking about it, and I watched it. And I think that there are some tremendously important things and revelations and observations that she has and takes on culture that are great. But I wouldn't I wouldn't call it like a stand-up. I heard mm. it was a humorous TED Talk. That's kind of why I was saying that. It really reminded me that like I thought that she said some super important things. And was really great, but at no point was I like, this is hilarious. I think those lines might blur. Yeah, but they shouldn't. No, I, I agree with you. I think you're going to not know soon, if you're going to a comedy club, whether you're getting an evening of laughter or an evening no, of No, that should not happen, is I, my point. I agree with you. I'm just saying I feel it coming. Yeah. It's I like agree. Seinfeld says in one of those Comedians with Cars episodes, he's like, I have pathos at home. <laughs> Right. I'm going out to laugh. No question. There look, there's a there there's a whole section of the the culture of comedians right now that are like what's going on? Like they're worried because they're starting to see that this is what Sean's saying is is happening. Uh yeah. I mean, my feeling is always that it, there has to be a joke. There, there has funny, to be fun- there has to be a laugh. Funny, I don't know why my theory just kicked on. Uh, funny is always going to be paramount, like being funny. It's but the it, most important part. I of just the show. didn't really think that it should have been categorized as a comedy show. And again, totally was like, oh yeah, that's a great. 
mm-hmm. observation. Oh, wow, that's super smart. But I wasn't like, oh, this is hilarious. But it, in it, she's kind of announcing like or renouncing comedy. But it's what everybody has been talking about. Like, oh, have you seen Nanette, the Hannah Gadsby show? Oh, it's crazy. And I watch it. I'm like, it's great, but it's not a comedy. It's not funny. Well, did you see Tig's special that she did yeah. where she took her shirt off? Yeah, that was that was shocking. I think Tig is a super funny person. Yeah. Though. But like that to me was one of those things where she was funny, she took her shirt off and it was so shocking and then all of a sudden 15 minutes later you're like you you're you don't even realize You kind of forgot. And it's I'm like, "Wow, that that was that blew me away. That was powerful to me." I and agree I was with like, you. "All right, that I'm like I thought that special was brilliant for that purpose. Yeah, I thought Tig did something impactful while keeping funny. And yeah. the, the, the Nanette special, I, I think, is more just like uh, socially impactful and less funny. There are some jokes in it, but yeah, Tig is man. That she is uh, she is a rare talent. And she does it. She has a special. It's called Knock Knock. It's Tig, where she goes across the country yeah. and basically performs for her fans like in their backyards mm-hmm. and in their house and John uh oh man what's what is his name he uh he did the the set on Conan with Rory oh um uh John Dore. Dore. yeah John Dore is in it and he's her he's her opener and he's absolutely hilarious he did the set with Rory where they pretended that they were double booked on the Conan O'Brien show yeah. so they both went out and just did their act simultaneously <laughs> And, and it's you could, really you couldn't really understand what either of them was saying. And it has the effect of being super funny, yeah. All right, what, Sunny today, mid-80s for the high at 72 at DV. They're playing Deutschtown tomorrow. They're upstairs right now in the Point Park University stage for Manny's DVE Coffeehouse in anticipation of tonight's South Park Allegheny County Summer Concert Series appearance. Jim Donovan, Kent, Joe, Kevin, Dan, Brian, and Harry make up Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors. What's up, man? What is happening? Tonight, South Park Amphitheater is what's happening with the Hawkeyes. That's right. 7.30 p.m. And uh, you have bestowed upon me the honor of sitting in with you tonight, so I'll be out there. I'll tell you what, that's very exciting. I'm so, I'm psyched for it. That was, I, me too. We had a great Pumped. rehearsal the other night. Super fun. Yeah. And uh, what are you going to play for us now? We're going to play the song you guys are playing the crap out of. It's called You Are My Everything. Well, uh, we're not playing the crap. There's plenty of crap left in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> get out to South Park tonight go see him at Deutschtown tomorrow which stage are you playing the Hugh stage the, the big Hugh one stage. okay that's at noon tomorrow at Deutschtown Hugh show stage alright here they are right now for you it's Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors on DVE
All right, Mike Pursuit has got your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. What's going on, Mike? Sports is brought to you by BobbyRayHall.com. Game two between the Bucks and the Brewers tonight at PNC Park. Junior Guerra for Milwaukee against Nick Kingham for the home team. Guerra's been hot of late. He's won three straight starts, and he's got an ERA at 2.65 in that span. But Guerra and the Brewers lost to Kingham and the Pirates back on May the 4th in Milwaukee. Nick Kingham also coming off of an excellent outing. Last Sunday against the Phillies at PNC Park, he went six innings and allowed just one earned run in a 4-1 to victory. That snapped uh, a five-game losing streak for the Pirates and a personal four-game losing streak for Kingham. Last night, uh, the five-game series to close out the unofficial first half of the baseball season got off to a great start for the Pirates. They defeated the Brewers 6-3. to They got... Six innings of four-hit, one-run pitching out of Jamison Tyone, who struck out 10. Jordy Mercer went three for four and drove in four runs. And uh, even Josh Bell contributed uh, through patience and a good eye. He walked three times and wound up scoring three times. Pirates improving to 44-49 and 49 on the season. And 4-1 and one since general manager Neil Huntington announced that 4-4 four and four wasn't going to cut it this week. So far, they're cutting it. One thing they didn't get last night was much of a contribution from Austin Meadows, who uh, was on the bench at the outset of the game for the sixth time in the last seven games. Recent uh, AAA call-up Jordan Luplo was in right field. He made his second straight start against the left-handed pitcher. Clint Hurdle uh, telling Adam Berry of MLB.com this regarding Meadows, quote, He's working on some things. The offensive numbers have dropped off against both right and left-handed pitching, and we're getting to a spot where he needs to play. So that's what we're taking a look. So that's why we're taking a look at Jordan and seeing what maybe he can provide and see what direction we're going to need to continue to hunt as that extra outfielder comes up. Sounds like they're not sure if they want to keep Meadows around. That would really make people happy if they sent him back to AAA. While they're in the process of <laughs> peeling off parts. Yeah, you know, because when he's got a chance to get in there, he's really sucked. Come on, man. They're in a. I mean, I mean all right, like they haven't done that yet. So we'll, let's yeah. see what let's see what let's happens. See where it goes. Maybe I mean they've given guys some breaks. They did it with Marte, uh, not as long as this, but they sat him a couple games. Uh, Clint Hurdle does this on occasion when people are struggling. Meadows did get off to a blazing hot start. Uh, he has uh, cooled off. His batting average is down to 301. He got in last night uh, as a defensive replacement in the eighth inning and went 0 for 1. It's interesting. Uh, they're, they're trying to make four outfielders work, and uh, they're trying to win games while they do it. I'm not necessarily opposed to the four outfielder thing on principle, but it takes the right kind of guys to make it work. I'm for it if they do it all at the same time. Put four in the outfield. (laughs) (laughs) I got to believe they're still going to fall in in right field if uh, Polanco's out there. (laughs) Yeah, three and a half. 44 and 49 overall has the Pirates uh, ten and a half games behind the first place Brewers. uh, One more tonight, two more Saturday, one more Sunday, and then it's the all-star break. The Pirates have won four out of five for the first time since June 13th through the 18th. Penn's general manager Jim Rutherford tells Jason Mackey in the Post-Gazette that the coaching staff plans to take a look at Derek Broussard as a winger in training camp. Broussard has been nothing but a center 
in his NHL career, and he's been a pretty good one, but uh, the Penguins apparently are willing to explore any and all options as they try to deal with what looks to be on paper to be a glut at the center position. The Pens also announced the re-signing of defenseman Jamie Oleksiak yesterday. He gets a three-year deal with an average annual value of $2,137,500. Uh, the World Cup uh, will conclude on Sunday. France meets Croatia. And uh, it's hard to mention Croatia without uh, acknowledging that uh, this was once war-torn Croatia. It was once war-torn Yugoslavia back in the early 1990s. Croatia, one of the countries that eventually broke away uh, from what used to be Yugoslavia, along with uh, the likes of Slovenia, Macedonia, Montenegro, Kosovo, Bosnia, and Herzegovina. According to the Associated Press, uh, a couple of Croatia's players were refugees as children. That was a bad place to be in the early 90s. Yeah. Um, Croatia still struggles economically, and its football scene has been riven with hooliganism, crime, and politics. Because of that, according to the AP, it's a country that breeds toughness in its players. Croatia has to have the uh, emotional slash intangible edge. No question. What have they got to lose? And they keep playing all these marathon games, and uh, people keep waiting for them to collapse because of that, and uh, you know the toughness because of where they're from. There's also this, which may be fueling Croatia's run to a potential World Cup. You guys probably know this already, but Croatia was once under French control from 1809 through 1814. It was part of the Illyrian provinces, which were uh, a part of Napoleon's first French empire. Still holding on to that grudge? Did not know I would. that. This weekend? I would, yeah. Revenge. And uh, Neymar's not playing, but he's still in the news. Uh, FIFA technical director Marco Van Bastian says that the uh, Brazilian star needs to cut down on the theatrics. Uh, he is becoming uh, the butt of jokes worldwide. Uh, Marco Van Bastian says of Neymar, quote, uh, his constantly diving and simulating injury is not a good attitude. If you are acting too much, I think everybody will understand that it's not going to help you. I think he personally should understand his situation. Somebody calculated that in Brazil's five games, Neymar spent almost 14 minutes on the ground. Oh, he's just brutal. Either injured or simulating injury, and that has inspired online videos of new soccer teams practicing faking injuries when their coach calls out Neymar's name. Have you seen one of those? Oh, yeah. They're all running oh, yeah. with the ball, yeah. and then they just go down like they were all shot. The only Grabbing thing their knees and ankles. that I can remember in any sport that kind of rivaled what he did there was, do you remember when Manny Sanders faked a leg cramp? I think we were playing Cincinnati. It was like a Sunday or Monday night game. And he writhed in pain. And Dude, he clearly, Lime is sweet. Yeah, that's the one. That, Lime is sweet. Lime in the end zone. He, he had a touchdown, dropped it faked an injury. I don't even think he dropped it. I, I think he just didn't get there and he was wide open and should have got there or I something. I think he dropped it. Well, he faked an injury and got us a penalty for embellishing on top of it. That's when I lost it. On, on <laughs> I was I was hanging in there with him until that moment. Yeah. Not after. They, no, no. I think I was they were kind of the same, Randall. He didn't uh, he didn't last for a long time after that. No, yeah. What was his injury? A broken hands? <laughs> it's his feelings that are hurt. <laughs> Deutschtown Music Festival kicks off three o'clock today, tomorrow, tonight, eight o'clock at the AHN Park stage. These guys, Recluse, DBE. 
Yeah. DVE Morning Show. That was Wreck Loose. That was awesome. Longtime listener, first time Such caller. Such a good tune. Just a badass song. They're on the HN Highmark stage uh, tonight at Deutschtown. Some, I think Zub uh, called it local music Christmas or something like that. Like it is the biggest weekend celebrating local music in Pittsburgh. How about anywhere? Is there anywhere else in the country that does one this big? Three hundred and sixty-nine bands. I can't be a lot of them. Say no. Safe in saying no. Andre Costello here. Biggest new festival album. of music ever. It's unbelievable. Uh, this is Andre's new album, Resident Frequencies. He'll be playing tomorrow night on the uh, main stage, the Hugh uh, Show stage, 10 p.m. Outdoors. They have 13 outdoor stages at Deutschtown this year. Jim Donovan and the uh, wow. Sun King Warriors will be playing tomorrow at noon, kicking things off at Deutschtown. But tonight, you can see him at South Park Amphitheater with the Hawkeyes at 7.30. That's a free show outside. Pack up the kids. Pack up the cooler. Get out to South Park and see the Sun King Warriors and the Hawkeyes. You can hear him next on DVE. It's the DVE Morning Show. One more from Jim, Jim Donovan and the uh, Sun King Warriors. Tonight, South Park Amphitheater, 7.30 p.m. show with the Hawkeyes. Jim, what are we going to listen to here? Uh, well, this is a song called Hey, Let It Be. How many people are you going to have on stage tonight, by we the way? We have four billion people on stage. <laughs> now, I know, it sometimes you... a half an hour you, just to introduce them all. You get a lot of <laughs> percussionists up there. That's actually the whole show. Once they've introduced everyone, they say thank you, good night. Exactly, that's the whole thing. And we actually have one of the bands that's playing uh, at Deutschtown tonight on stage with us to do some shouting uh, called Caliber. And uh, my daughter Tupla, who plays tomorrow night at, at Deutschtown. Oh, nice. It's a family affair. It is a family Sweet. affair, and they're all going to scream. Good deal. Sun King Warriors tonight at South Park. Here they are on the Point Park University stage in the Permanis DVE Coffee House.
Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors. Make sure to check them out tonight. South Park tomorrow at Deutschtown and get their new record, sunkingwarriors.com. Uh, I'll be sitting in with them tonight at, uh, at South Park and very much looking forward to that. Once again, thanks for the invite on that, Jim. I'll see you tonight, man. Thank you so much. All right, brother. All right, thanks to those guys. Uh, Special thanks to Sean Collier for being here today, too, Sean, uh, from Pittsburgh Magazine. Thumbs up on the rock thing or no? Yeah, sure. What Skyscraper. It is, yeah. Sky hard. To use the uh, multi-time trade trophy winner, it is what it is. Is what it you're is. gonna get. You get what you're paying for there. Uh, you've heard Val mention a couple times Potterfest after dark at Carnegie Museum, Museum of Natural History. I'll be there. We are reprising the roast of Harry Potter with John Duke Winters and uh, the whole crew are going oh, to beautiful roast Mr. Potter tonight. I'll be a part of that. Who are you in the roast? I will be playing uh, Severus Snape. I'm okay. working on my Alan. Rig- Hello. Like that's all I've got so far. We'll 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 see if we can come up with something. Also in Die Hard. Uh, also in Die Hard. And uh want to quickly announce, uh, two weeks away, the next Sean Collier Presents at Arcade Comedy Theater. It's Saturday night, the 28th. Norlex Belma is coming back uh, from Brooklyn to headline at Arcade. He'll be fresh off of his show at Caroline's. Shannon Norman and Eric Nesby on that one as well. Get your tickets now at ArcadeComedyTheater.com. If you're going to Deutschtown, Smokey Bellows featuring Andy Collier on drums. Oh, at the Raskeller, right? Tomorrow night at Max's, 9 p.m. Which is a great venue. Mm-hmm. The, the Raskeller venue is totally cool. I don't know if Never you... been there. Oh, it's very cool. I'll have to check it out. There's a lot of great venues. Penn Brewery has three great venues, yeah. like three stages. Will you be my Sherpa? Yeah, I've had many requests for that. I, I should just start you a service. You should charge. I should. Yeah. William B. by Sherpa is playing at the Elks. That's where you can <laughs> uh, we'll Definitely see. want to check out a show at the Penn Brewery, too, because that's a great place. Oh, yeah. That's a really cool venue. Tons of great bands, 13 outdoor stages. Make sure you check out the Skyline stage. Uh, tonight, Chip and the Charge Ups are going to be there. Nice. Yeah. Doing the, the Borky song, right? Aren't they doing I a full single? Elks Club, yeah. Elks Club, yeah. They're doing the full version. Of the Hockey Talk song. Time for Hockey Talk. This is gonna rock. There's no one finer than the old two-niner. I mean, Borky has to go, right? He's I gonna- think he has to go and he has to get one of those fake Stanley Cups. Yeah. And he has to end it with, let's take this thing down to the river and party all summer. Um, yeah. It's a great weekend to get out and about and see local music live. And uh, what do you got going on? You got something else? No. You're going to go to Deutschtown? Yeah, at some point, but I'm not sure when. Going to Deutschtown, Deutschtown. I'm going to try to come out to South Park tonight. I'm going to try to go to Deutschtown tomorrow. I like how Bill always says try, try. Because when you say try, it really gives I'm you I'm giving myself out, yeah. he's, he's The plans are to, there. He's trying to make it sound like he's going to get involved, but he's really not. Well, listen, here's what the deal is, guys. When you're married and you have kids, I don't know if I'm allowed. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to go. It's okay, fair. that's what it really is. And I didn't want to put that out there, but now I am. Vintage Grand Prix this weekend, too. I don't have a say in where I go. Okay, there. You want to meet for the game Sunday? Uh, You're going to try. No. No. (laughs) I'm going to try to get down there. I left it up in the air, though. I am going to Kennywood on Sunday. That's something I am doing. That's what's up. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. We have to get... Go France. That's your your call, right? France? It is. All right. 
Putting my Croatia. expert soccer reputation on the line. All right. Have Thank a good you. day. Yep, thanks. Who is that? I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.